tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. You see, beer is a drinker's best friend. You know, but it ain't nothing to be ashamed of. See, beer keeps you sharp, keeps you awake, you know? It makes you want to survive. You know what I mean? That's right. You know. Home team. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is our 198th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wobam Entertainment. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our look at franchise entry flops with another one of the internet's favorite punching bags from the early 1990s, Rocky V. I am your manager trainer for this 12-round bout. And with me, as always, is the pod's very own Polly Chumpzilla. Slip him the jam. And, of course, we have our grizzled old ghost trainer, the Thunderous Wizard. Let's pod, you son of a bitch. Because Mickey loves you. <laughs> and, and tonight we are also joined by a very special guest, Thunderlips himself, our dear friend, the J-Man from the Double Turn podcast, is also here tonight, J-Man. Welcome. Only in America. Thanks, gentlemen. It's great to see you guys. Always always a pleasure to be here, bro. Uh, that's great, man. We're glad you're here to join us. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, points of order. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. And you can find Wobam Entertainment at Wobam, W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T, on Twitter. Rocky Five is currently streaming on Netflix and Amazon Prime, or you can rent it for $3.99 across platforms. T-Dubs, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and assume that this is already in your owned collection. Uh, yes, I own all the Rocky movies, and uh, this one gets very little use. You don't say. If it not being for Grudge Match, where he fights old Robert De Niro... This would be the worst boxing movie he's ever been a part of. But that movie exists, so. So, at least this one's doing better than that. Well, let's talk beer because we're going to need a lot of it tonight. Tonight we are drinking Stone Brewing's Arrogant Bastard Ale uh, as a tribute to our uh, antagonist of the movie here. Well, I guess one of the antagonists, eventual antagonist of the movie, Tommy Morrison himself. Uh According to the Arrogant Consortia, which is Stone's subsidiary brand devoted exclusively to Arrogant Bastard products, the flavor profile of this beer is classified. The hop profile is classified. So, listener, I am resigned to giving you just my very own opinion on this beer. Uh, I can tell you that it does slide into Captain Cash approval zone with a 7.2 ABV. It pours a nice mahogany color, has a frothy tan head, smells of fruit, caramel, chocolate, roasted malts, and maybe some nuts. Uh, I have to say it it tastes pretty similar. It's very bitter uh, with not as much malt as I'd like to balance it out. 
It's definitely an aggressive flavor uh, as it is billed by Stone, but it's crisp and nice drinking. Uh, it's a it's a very bitter beer. So bitter, aggressive. That just describes Chumpzilla last week. Uh, oh, bastard, too. <laughs> and also a, a, a smidge of arrogant, maybe yeah. a little arrogant. <laughs> little smidge. Uh, how many movies? Eww. It's it's good. I like this beer, uh, but I'm gonna have to say probably one and a half to two. Um, it's it's a, a mouthful for sure. Well, I drink Stone Delicious IPA basically every week because it's gluten reduced. So when I stop having beers that are selected for the pod or whatever, um, so I can do three movies with a with an arrogant bastard. Uh, Stone is close. You know, it's San Diego-based beer, so I've had many different stone varieties. I've been to uh, the Stone Restaurant, and a couple of years ago, they had like a HopCon at the Stone uh, Brewery in, in San Diego, and uh, their beers are good. Just keep going. You're here for it. Yeah. I want to drink until I start thinking like Rocky does in this movie, which is not well. You know, I ain't as stupid as everybody says I is. Suddenly, I'm a 12-year-old. I guess that fits. We'll just go with it. Somebody wrote it that way, and it was me, so should work. I shit myself in page 12 of the script, and right now. I mean, he wrote this. He wrote this for himself. You'd think he would have given him... Like he, he doesn't like this movie either. Like you think he would have known that going into it. I understand that our understanding of brain trauma was a little bit different in the early 90s than it is now. But he has this movie fundamentally doesn't understand head trauma or boxing because Tommy Gunn has like 30 fights in the span of a month and then fights for the title and nobody ages. Seasons barely change. This movie makes no sense. He wins every fight in the first round. It's not a big deal. He's not tired. He's not. Yeah. Big. Yeah. It's it's very much the Mandalorian's timeline. You're mm-hmm. supposed to assume that at some point a decade passes. Well, his kid well, doesn't age and the movie starts in winter and basically ends at Christmas. Yeah. So, so can I age because this kid's 14 playing a nine year old? Can I also mention something, gentlemen, which I hadn't even remembered this, but if you guys remember, Rocky Four, the fight with Drago, happens on Christmas Day. So on Christmas, so I guess it's a year. It's been a year. It's not possible. But it doesn't make any sense. None like, of this is possible. It is so yeah. ridiculous. Anyways, I I, sh- I can save all this for when we get into the plot. When I really ream into this one, so. <laughs> tell Man. us how you really feel. Maybe maybe you're the Polly of the pod tonight, T Dubs. I'm no bum. Yeah. Hey, Rock. It's not my fault. I never, I never stole a penny. Don't you, don't you say bad things. I was a crook. (laughs) You signed the papers, though. Fuck off, Adrian. (laughs) That plays against Pauly. All right, let's get into the tale of the tape here on Rocky Five. Uh, Rocky Five is the fifth installment in the Rocky series. Surprise, surprise. Uh, And it was directed by OG Rocky director John V. Avildsen. Uh, who also gave us all three Karate Kid movies. Uh, so RIP to a man who played a pretty influential role in my childhood. It obviously stars Sylvester John Spartan Stallone as the titular Rocky, Talia, secretly a Coppola Shire, uh, Bert 
Bobby Bacala Sr. Young, Sage Stallone, RIP, and Tommy the Duke Morrison, also RIP, Burgess Grandpa Gustafson Meredith, RIP, and Richard Only in America Gant, and a few other faces you may recognize. I'd like to point out Richard Gant, welcome back to the pod. He was one of the FBI agents in Stone Cold. He's also the older cop in uh, Big Lebowski. Yes, he is. Oh, he's he's no also the, the doctor that eats Jason Voorhees' heart and Jason goes to hell. It's one of my favorite stupid horror movie scenes ever. <laughs> the guy's got quite the career. Guy's bringing it. Bringing it. Um, Sorry about the credence. <laughs> I wouldn't hold out much, uh, much hope for the briefcase or the credence. Rocky Five has a runtime of an hour and 44 minutes. Uh, so really a, a fairly brisk uh, 90 minutes of movie that honestly feels quite a bit longer. Uh, Could have fooled me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a little it's a little overstuffed. Thank somehow. God. Thank God it wasn't on Tubi uh, with commercials. I don't think I ever would have made it through it. Oh, God. Uh, it's not a, not, not a knock on Tubi. We still love you, Tubi. You're still fantastic. Tubi. Uh, Collect those, collect those advertising dollars, Tubi, but we're just saying we're not watching Rocky Five with commercials. Yeah. I believe I believe of ahead of one of the Creed movies, Tubi actually had all of the Rocky movies on there for a bit, but not, not anymore. By the way, can I just say that I actually took advantage of watching something on on Tubi not too long ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was I pleasantly enjoyed my experience for the most part, as well as the movie. A little bit too too many commercials, but yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was great, and yeah. uh, it was gone in sixty seconds. So of course I'm gonna enjoy it. But oh, still, okay. shout out to Tubi. Yeah, no, low key, it's actually a decent streaming service. Um, it's owned by Fox, for the record. And it's like a, I I don't know how that works. I, I'm really kind of curious as to what the business model is there. But uh, yeah, surprisingly, you can find de- dollars. Yeah, yeah you can well, find I mean, decent stuff it, on there. It rotates, you know, in and out. But whatever. If it's Fox owned Schlock, by Fox, too. does that mean that it's automatically owned by the mouse? I, guess, I, I, right? I believe at some level it is because it's I don't believe it's Fox News, it's Fox Films, which is it's Disney. quite obviously Fox News. Not it's quite obviously not Fox News. Yeah, they have their own streaming service. Yeah. That's terrible. It's all it's all Duck Dynasty and uh, just, Christian movies. Uh, it used to be Tucker Carlson just telling white people to be afraid and to get ready to arm themselves. But now, you know, he's gone. So what else is We're left? good now? Yeah. yeah. What else is left there? Duck Dynasty and Hallmark movies. Yeah. yeah. Speaking Rock, of things, Kid Rock uh, Bud Lights. Speaking of things that everybody hates, Rocky Five was panned by critics and audiences alike. Uh, it sits at thirty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes with an identical audience score, which is virtually unheard of. Um, yeah, and both are too high. Uh, it sits at a fifty-five on Metacritic, but got an A. On Cinema Score, that's the, the flaws of is, which we have discussed before. That is astounding, but because it, that is still, like someone's first reaction to a movie. They walked out of Rocky Five and they were like, "A," a. like a lot of people. Most Top people notch. said that. Top notch entertainment. It was at least as good as the last Rocky that I saw, which is arguably the best Rocky. I mean, it's certainly the best hour and thirty-five minute music video I've ever seen. Damn right. Time magazine, however, put Rocky Five on the 
100 worst ideas of the 20th century list, uh, which is just fantastic that A, they did that and B, that Rocky Five as a concept uh, made that that list. That's that's fantastic. And Sylvester Stallone himself has gone on record saying that he hates it, giving his own movie that he wrote and starred in a zero out of 10 on the sliding scale. Listen, (laughs) Sly is no stranger to starring in shit. He was in The Specialist. He was in Get Carter. I mean, there's there's many movies I'm sure he would now (laughs) reflectively say, that was a bad idea. Stop or my mom will shoot. The the latest hey, Rambo. Getty can get it. <laughs> Getty get can get Not it. only is the latest Rambo quite racist, it's not very good. Uh yeah, way to like way to take taken and make it worse. So despite all of those reviews, Rocky Five pulled in $120 million on a $42 million budget. Uh so while it wasn't wildly successful, I wouldn't call it an abject failure either. But the combination of it not being super successful and everyone, including Stallone, seemingly hating it, was that we uh, did not get another Rocky movie for 16 years. Yeah. And we came back out with Rocky Balboa, which was fine. Sure. I mean, much like last week's movie, this theoretically didn't lose money. No, it's especially considering like video rentals and like, you know, uh, home sales. Um, this was very close to breaking even in the box office. So everything after that uh, was gravy. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the thing about this movie that is probably its biggest fault, aside from some of the obvious like <laughs> underwhelming plot issues and, and, and whatnot is that after Rocky four, the bar was so high for a, you know, popcorn boxing movie. And this movie doesn't, it doesn't follow the natural sequel uh, progression where it tries to one up Rocky four. It doesn't, there's no new big fancy bad guy. Yeah. There's Tommy Gunn, but it's not the same thing. Uh, There's so much more that goes on with this movie. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Sly got a little too ambitious with it. You know, uh, this movie's not devoid of of good ideas. It just doesn't execute. Yeah, there's too them. many of them. Uh, and also, Rocky Balboa far better than this because a certain Michael Gerard Tyson appears, albeit briefly, in that movie. Oh, the the guy the guy from Black and White. Yes, that guy. Yeah. Okay, cool. He looks like a boxer. Yeah, yeah, he may have fought once or twice. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I if I can just jump in here really quickly, fellas, like it's interesting it's a boxing movie that doesn't have a boxing fight in the climax and i apologize but that's kind of a problem considering Mm -hmm. that you know rocky in his time is supposed to be considered the great underdog a legend within the sport and because of all the stories that are going around this particular movie we don't get a fight in the ring Yep. And I'm sorry, man, like, I get that it's supposed to be like kind of gritty and, and stuff, but it just, it doesn't click for me, no. you know, what they, what, what the, what they end up doing. And I know no, that we haven't gotten a lot yet, no, but like, that, that's a problem. No, well, that's a great point, I, yeah. Jamie. And I mean, that's kind of a staple of the franchise, right? And this movie, 
subverts our expectations, but like, yeah, in a disappointing way. Well, I'm going to touch on it in my one sentence, so don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. Because the ending makes zero sense. It does uh, make zero sense, and I think we'll we'll get into a lot of that with with the plot, and you know. But it's interesting, Jay, man, your your point there about it being a boxing movie without a real boxing fight. You know, we get a couple with with Tommy Gunn, obviously, but I I think that maybe it's because Stallone, in his heart, never really thought of Rocky as a boxing movie, right? Like it's a story about a person like overcoming obstacles and adversity yeah. and, you know, and clearly they were trying to go back to, you know, the, the, the disenfranchised Rocky roots that like made Rocky so successful, right? Like it's probably why they brought the original director back, but to everybody else's point, I just don't think they executed on those ideas well at all. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting on something there too, uh, bling. Clearly Stallone was trying to like deconstruct the Rocky character. Like he's on top of the world. He's, he's won some fights now. He's no longer the underdog. So what do I do? How do I tear him down? And then he, instead of like sticking with one idea and executing it well and making it an emotional movie where Rocky goes back to being the underdog, he just went with the shotgun approach and we're going to like three B plots and Rocky's just going to be a mess and none of it's going to really work. We're not going to resolve any of it particularly well. And then he's going to have a street fight. It's well, just a weird yeah. turn for the franchise. I mean, there's some good ideas. And I understand, again, yeah, he's trying to deconstruct the character to get back to the underdog you know, roots. But yeah, it obviously uh, didn't resonate with audiences or critics. But well, anyway. Yeah, let's let's get into let's the one sentences and then the plot so we can harangue Keep this, this thing moving. Well, I'll go first with my one sentence, which is, Punch drunk boxer returns to North Philly to do battle with the Don King knockoff for the soul of a scumbag Oki. I mean, that's yeah, no, that's, that's pretty, it that's right there. Pretty it's, much it. It's, it's a sentence. Mm-hmm. Jay, man, you got a one sentence for us tonight. Alvinson should not have been brought back. Honestly, right. I, I, yeah, it, I can. We can talk about all how great the first Rocky was and whatnot, but it was very clear that for the next decade, Sylvester Stallone knew exactly what he wanted to do with Rocky, and he should have been let alone completely in charge of this character that is mm. him. Don't let anybody else meddle with it, regardless of whether or not they did a great job the first time around, because clearly that particular person has taken it to new different levels. And it is now that is now what we know what is Rocky today. And so I just thought that, yeah, they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot by that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, help, help me out here, uh, J-Man and, and T-Dubs. Has Stallone directed any of the, the later Rocky sequels? Uh, Stallone directed Rocky Balboa. And he then, did, Coug- did yeah. yeah, yeah. But but he didn't do any of the creeds. He yeah, those were all Ryan Coogler. Yeah, yeah. those are Ryan Coogler was in charge. Yeah. But that, so he, which is different. so he finally stepped in and directed Rocky Balboa. Because I mean, famously, I mean, I'll say it now before I do my one sentence description. I mean, famously, a lot of people don't realize this. Rocky wrote the first Rocky movie, and then like refused to sell the script if he couldn't star in it. So That's I'm right. shocked. Yes. I'm shocked it took him that long to direct one. Because um, I think you're right. It been, he probably would have been better served if he'd just taken this one over and just made it one singular vision. Mm. Exactly. Might, might have forced him to make some more choices. Um, sure. And uh, anyway, my one sentence description, though, uh, is an alternate title. It is Rocky Five of Mick and Men. Wow. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Where did he go, Rocky? Where did he go? Force Ghost Mick. Going to be a mystery. Yeah. Uh, T-Dubs, what do you have for us? Uh, before I do mine, just for the record, so Coogler did Creed. Stephen Cable Jr. did Creed 2. Michael B. Jordan did Creed 3. But Coogler yes. produced all the Creeds. Oh, he produced them. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, and yeah. then he, I'm pretty sure he wrote Creed 1 and 2, and then Michael B. Jordan yeah. took over yeah. for 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Rocky Five. This this here it is. It's a brain trauma riddled and really horny Rocky retires from boxing, and then when confronted by his apprentice who has betrayed him, engages in a street fight, a bare knuckle unsanctioned street fight, instead of cashing a multi million dollar payday. What the fuck that he clearly needs. <laughs> He could take a dive. Just take a dive. I don't care. Get the money. Get out. Go down on the, go down on the first round. Take twenty million home. Not to, not to mention, it's like so you'll fight bare knuckle, which is infinitely less safe than having twelve ounce gloves on. If you're a pussy, I mean. Uh, and he also caps off the bare knuckle street fight with a straight up assault. Well, fuck that guy. Touch on me an, and I'll sue. Yeah. On an overly litigious fake, person. Fake yeah. Don King deserves to get assaulted. Mm. You knock I, him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Yeah. Sorry. That's such it's Dude, such Polly great... would waste Tommy Gunn. Polly's like just a body of rage and whiskey. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, All he I has think, to do is I hit the Bert one in the Young middle. Have you ever seen Burt Young in Back to School when he clears out the college bar? <laughs> I'm just saying, I, from what little bit of internet research I did, apparently Tommy uh, Morrison had a legit left hook. Yeah, he was a good uh, fighter. Tommy Morrison, Morrison like could go in the ring. Forty he something could. in three. Like he yeah, was a legit no. fighter. He also I, had suffered some of the most disgusting looking knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah, I, which I'll he, share he, on the socials. The Ray Mercer nice. one is brutal. Oh, I need to see that. Brutal. But for the record, I will say his punches look legit in the movie. You know, so, so kudos on getting an actual you know fighter for that. The role. funny not thing some is, like, guy they had to he, teach to punch. He's good in this movie. You know, he does what he has to do. Yeah, he's not um, bad. Yeah. But like his the character arc of Tommy Gunn very much mirrors his own story, which is too much, too soon, sort of blinded by fame and self sabotaging to an absurd degree. Obviously, he wound up contracting HIV. But that's because he lived really hard. He drank a lot. They would find him passed out on like sidewalks or in bars. And he slept with a lot of women. And he did not dedicate yeah. himself to training. His uh his boxing career was only like what four years long? It wasn't it was that's well, it's longer than that, yeah. Longer than that. It's I mean, it was into the mid nineties, so probably seven years. And seven you know, years he was supposed years. to fight Mike Tyson. He fought MMA like in 2006 on a, a Native American reservation um, in Arizona where he, he wouldn't have been sanctioned anywhere else because yeah. he had HIV. He claimed he did not. And that ultimately killed him because he refused to be treated for something he didn't believe was real. Yeah. It's uh, a really who, sad story. Who was this big, big knockout? Uh, well, he knocked out Razor Ruddock. No, Tyson somewhere. also knocked out. That, that would be else. the biggest one. The but, Razor Ruddock fight is the most famous fight. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll Google it. Let's move on. So our actual IMDb description is reluctantly retired from fighting. Rocky takes charge of Mickey's gym and agrees to train a young protege who's hungry for success. 
which is the first act. Incredibly accurate. Yeah. Uh, it, it forgets about the rest of the movie, but yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into the plot. We've kind of already started uh, already, but but let's get into it for real now. So like our previous Rocky sequels, this one opens with the climactic fight from the previous film. Uh, we know right away that Rock is messed up pretty bad. Uh, he's diagnosed with brain damage and forced to retire from fighting. On top of that, we also learned that dumb alcoholic Polly got the wool pulled over his eyes and got dumb Rocky to sign over power of attorney to his accountant, who subsequently lost all of Rocky's money. <clears throat> the old It's a Wonderful Life plot turn there. That's it. Um, mm -hmm. The money was in the newspaper the whole time. So basically, Rocky is broke and can't do the only thing he's ever done to make money, going back to his youthful days as a mob enforcer. So the family moves back to North Philly, where Adrian gets a job at the old pet store. Rocky Jr. has to face the trials and tribulations of going to an inner city school and getting bullied by Kevin Connolly. And Rocky himself reopens Mickey's old gym in order to make a living. In walks young, hungry fighter named Tommy Gunn, played by real-life boxer Tommy Morrison, who Rocky starts training. And Rocky's working for a living strains his relationship with his son, who mostly just seems to be reacting poorly to not being a spoiled rich kid anymore. It, uh, it feels an awful lot yeah. like Rocky Jr. is more upset about not living in a mansion than literally anything else. His son is really annoying in this movie. Um, also, is this like secretly a backdoor pilot for Entourage with E and Rocky's son, who looks remarkably like Vinny Chase? <laughs> a little bit. I'm surprised. Her well, Adrian does work in a pet store, so yeah. Turtle. And Turtle could be the guy with the butt cut. Yeah, <laughs> very easily, right? He, <laughs> who don't wanna, he doesn't want to fight. <laughs> All of this checks out. I think they were from Queens, but either way. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, Kevin Connolly, Long Island kid. He's not He's not running the streets of North Philly. I, I don't, <laughs> not I don't really see that happening. No. Yeah, the, the, the rough and tough kids of the North Philly high school do not exactly fit in very well. Like, like this is the, these are the toughest kids yeah. in the school. Yeah, they, the, they, they all should be a little uh, on the preppy side. When you cast like half of the kids from Kids Incorporated to be your toughs from North Philly, <laughs> does I don't, I don't buy it. I, it's two day old bread, Chicky. I ain't buying. So it turns out Tommy is good. And now the sleazy Don King knockoff fight promoter that wanted Rocky to die in the ring in the first act of the movie starts getting his claws into Tommy. He convinces Tommy that Rocky is holding him back. And eventually Tommy leaves Rocky for more money and his title shot and a convertible that they're driving around in the wintertime for some reason. Yeah, no. Uh, so here's one of my huge issues with the movie. It is so reliant on really obnoxious and unrealistic newspaper reporters fueling most of this feud. Yeah, the they the, do like them lot. going after him at the end of after the title title. They fight, do a like... lot of narrative heavy lifting. <laughs> so they're talking about how great Rocky is, and then Fake Don King is telling him how it's so great. You're the underdog. This is the big comeback. It's like he is not the underdog anymore. He was the reigning heavyweight champion that retired due to injury. If he came back, he would be favored because as we talked about time in this movie, doesn't make sense. It's a flat yeah. circle. So he's still seemingly the same age. He's still super ripped. 
he would be the favorite. Yeah, yeah. He would By annihilate way, Tommy Gunn. Yeah. There's yeah. also the reporter at the beginning of the movie who gets mad because Adrian says that he's oh going to retire. God. Same then, guy, yes. Same guy. And he's like, yo, that's all you're going to give us? Come on, you can't do that to us. Does anybody have a problem with this you know, shot? Yeah. Your mouth. I got to tell you, he looks like the type of guy that writes an ageist review about Indiana Jones. Oh my God. And then well, if I encounter yeah. you, honestly, it took the us. The bell's going to have to ring, buddy. How long did that take? 45 minutes. We made it 45 <laughs> minutes before that happened. So I'm actually really, really quite impressed. Uh, so that. Ooh, Madras ties. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. Like, like, I, like you have to, you have to make it, give us an answer right now in this press conference. I know you're 24 hours after getting your brain bashed in by by fucking Soviet Captain America, and you just took a yeah. flight home from Moscow, tell us if you're going to fight today. Like, you I, owe I, us I, an answer. Like, you, you owe know, us an answer. I owe you a fist in the mouth. Like, the, like yeah. there's two things that defeated the Soviet Union: landing on the moon and Rocky knocking the fuck out of Ivan Drago. Period. Mm-hmm. Done. Deal. End of story. America. Uh, the miracle on ice. Um. But yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I, that I, was I, a fake sporting event. We're talking about real sports. Uh, <laughs> real sorry. sports. Yeah. So, but I will, I will have to say that uh, uh, in a movie that's got several like B plots, effectively, the movie's all B plots, really. The the media clamoring for Rocky's return and some sort of like antagonistic relationship with the media there again. It's another like it's an idea. And it's it's grating, and you don't like it because you're not supposed to. But like it, again, it never really just there to be a thing and never really satisfies itself or resolves itself it's just like oh yeah the the bloodthirsty public wants to see rocky beat his brains out it's, it's the same yeah. it's the same thing the fake don king wants too it's it, i yeah i mean again well, don, got don king wants money he doesn't want him to yeah. actually die he well, wants they, they want money too they they want yeah. the they, they want the content right like hey do, we do you know, do something so we can make money out of it the whole thing is that everyone wants rocky to act in his uh, against his own best interests, I guess. I, again, it's it's a weird. It's well, weird I mean, that's character. one of the things that the movie is sort of like trying to say. Yeah, that right is about the is that yeah. you yes, know, yeah. like yeah. we will, you right as an athlete are here to entertain us, and yeah. Yeah. we don't want to hear that you can't do this anymore, and we don't care about you and your long term future. Which is a huge thing. There's a lot of, especially now, it actually resonates a little bit more with fantasy culture is like, you are not performing for me. You ruined my fantasy. It's it's also absurd. We're we're getting ahead of ourselves too. And I think there is something to be said there. And I think there is social commentary going on there. Mm -hmm. And if that was the focus of the movie, and then it ends in the unsanctioned street fight where he bests both the sleazy promoter uh, and and the, the fighter, uh, and kind of stiffs the media guys at the same time. That's actually a satisfying conclusion if that's like the only thing going on in the movie. But we've got everything else going on in this movie. More and more importantly, what takes front and center is the financial situation, mm-hmm. which blows up the whole the whole meaningful end there, where he's like, "Well, he did it his own way. It didn't didn't get back in the ring for the money." When he clearly needs it for his family, we see the guy have a yard sale. He's like kicked out of his mansion. He, he needs the money. So I mean, it's just too many conflicting ideas there for any one of them to be satis- uh, to to be resolved in a satisfying fashion. Right. I'm sorry, I will shut up. No, no, it's okay. if I can just hop in here one more time. I was just going to say what I will appreciate something that I will appreciate about this film because 
there are ideas here and and, mm-hmm. and we've all touched on that right like a few about a year and a half ago you guys were kind enough to invite me on when you guys were doing like a slime month and we did tango and cash on the pod and we were trying to compare sylvester stallone to arnold schwarzenegger and we were trying to compare them as people who have creative control and although arnold schwarzenegger can go ahead and he always picked the better projects. Sylvester Stallone always was wanting to go ahead and create his own projects, right? And he and and he's been relatively successful doing that the last 35 years to an extent. And what I will go ahead and give some sort of semblance of like okay, I can see where he's going with it is as sporting enthusiasts the four of us for the most part, uh, it's been very clear in particular the last 20 years how boxing, you know, all these uh, ranking systems and the different world titles within divisions and whatnot, the best boxers don't always box one another, right? And so we were kind of seeing the hints of, you know, Sylvester Stallone having the media tell the boxer, it's like, you're beating a paper champion. You really shouldn't be champion. You're not as good as you think you are. And, you know, being able to go ahead and see the other side of like the boxer reacting to that, because we see Tommy as soon as he beats Union Kane getting upset that he just won the title. And instead of going ahead and kind of having a parade for him, or at least congratulating him, they're saying, oh, you're just a paper champion. The real champ is Balboa. You have to beat Balboa in order to earn our respect. It's like, but Rocky physically can't do this. And so you're taking it out on me. And I yeah, think yeah. that should be given a little bit of credit. And th- Yeah, there's that too. And like, you know, being blamed for something that's not your fault. Like he has no say in the matter, right? Like he's fighting who's put in front of him. He's not dodging Rocky. Rocky's retired. Uh, can we talk for a minute about Union Kane's odd voice? Oh, what is going on with that guy? Hey, that sounds Union like Kane. that sounds ah. like it's like half steroids, <laughs> half. He did, actually, you know what? It's like he didn't take enough steroids. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll what it sounds like. Anytime, anywhere. He was definitely, was he trying to do like a Mike Tyson? Was that what he's trying to go for? I have for? no idea. So the, the problem I think that we had here was that uh, Michael Anthony Williams, uh, who is the guy that plays Union Kane, is also a boxer that I don't think has any other acting credits beyond Rocky Five. So I think he was trying to be an actor. And, and that's that was the result of that. Uh, yes. And uh, considering he had so many scenes where he was boxing, he really needed an actual boxer for that. Scene. Well, you know, and I think it was important to him that he told himself the backstory of, you know, what Union's motivations were, who he was, what his childhood was like. I think he really developed that character. <laughs> who is quite Union a bit. as a character? Oh, he gets emasculated by his awful promoter all the time. <laughs> I, I do love in that in the post-fight press conference where immediately Don King starts taking the reporter's side. <laughs> Like he's yeah. standing next to Tommy Gunn, and he was like, "You know, they are kind of right. Like, yeah. you kind of, you kind of are, you, bitch. You're a total chode. <laughs> you suck." But to, to your point, Jay, man, like, yeah, I, I think Tommy should be upset in this scenario, right? Like, I think he's right to be upset. Why in that particular instance? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean the the, and I'm gonna just continue going the plot here. Like like the crowd hates him, the press hates him. Everybody's telling him who he's not that good after he just won the the title, which is funny. Yeah. But they were saying he was good enough when he was when he had Rocky by his side. By the way, right? And they're mad at him because he doesn't have Rocky. They chanted Rocky after he won. Uh, yeah. They all turn on him because he he fires Rocky, which 
does he or does Don King do that? I don't know. Uh, but, I, but but what doesn't make it's, sense it's is a weird uh, uh, dynamic. I would say Rocky almost resigns. There. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Resigns. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not going to go work for him too. And I think that's I think that's that's exactly what it was. But it's just weird that you get upset in this scenario, which you're allowed to be. But then you but then your reaction is, I'm going to drive to North Philadelphia and pick a fight with Rocky outside of a bar. So, just for the record, this yeah. is a title fight. Card probably starts at seven. Main event probably wouldn't start till 10. How does he get to this North Philly bar all in the same night? There's so much time traveling happening in this final scene of the movie. It's even upsetting. If it's, they never tell us. I don't think they ever tell us where the title fight is. But but even if it's an MSG, it's, that's still an hour private jet plane back to Philly. So how yeah. like how? So you know how depressing it is that not only do you get beat up by a guy with with seemingly, you know, his brain is swollen and he's not all there anymore but he's been drinking for six hours with paulie and he still kicks your ass and paulie's a professional drinker they weren't going light paulie is such a professional drinker he has a flask that's a set of binoculars i mean did did you catch that i I have a pair of barnoculars also (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i I will say one of the, the things that never worked for me in this movie is that weird dynamic they try to craft there at the very end where like the public perception and the fans turn on Tommy as though he somehow wronged Rocky. It's like, did he? Well, he, he did wrong Rocky. He did. Well, I mean, yeah, he did. but like. Kept his just, fucking shorts, but fired him. That's pretty sad. No, that's, they're not even hit. Those, to be res- respectfully. Those were given Those were Apollos, but they were given to Rocky. Yes, they were. I guess I'm just like, it's just, there's just like not that big of a buildup to that point where it's like that oh, he would yeah he's gonna, no. it's, a, it's like a professional wrestling heel well, turn i'm just yeah. like I'm just, I'm just like okay okay sure it just seems like a weird and then all of a sudden it's like oh paper champion like it's just like is that earned the movie really set that up it sort no. of feels like it just happens right yeah, well hold know. on i i think so because and, yeah. and the reason why is because i feel like tommy's kind of a dick to to, to rocky jr well, he's also and, 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 a lunatic. And, and, like they try and well, make it clear he's emotionally unstable, but it doesn't really work. Like talks about yeah, his dad. Like who who talks about their dad lashing them at dinner? It's very surface level, but they're like, yeah. yes, they're trying and to set him up as being like he's emotionally not, he's emotionally disturbed troubled. and shallow yeah. and and, yeah. In, and influenceable and you know yeah, very 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 Mike Tysony, right? They just here to set him as a troubled but talented young fighter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we for a moment just discuss how we're supposed to believe that shorts that fit Sylvester Stallone would also fit Tommy Morrison, who is a much larger individual yeah. than Sylvester Stallone? Morrison's like what, six foot two, two forty? He's a big boy. Yeah, he's yes. a legit large human being. He was still big what? when I met him in Vegas and he had lost a lot of weight because he was yes. obviously dealing with T dubs. Who have you not met in he Vegas? Got, got I just wanted can I ask you that? I met Julio Cesar Chavez too. But he was charging a lot of money for his autograph, so I'm sure I just shook his hand. So, how big is Sly? He's like what, 5'10? Sly's like 5'10 on a good day, yeah. He's he's got his lifts in, he's like 5'7, 5'8. Carl Weathers has to be what, 6'3? Carl Weathers is a large individual. I mean, yeah, that's bulked up. Sly is like 170, and when he cuts, he's probably like 155, right. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, probably one. I would say like yeah. I, I gave him one eighty, but th- th- that's not heavyweight though. That's 
cruiserweight. Well, it's yeah, heavyweight yeah. if it's 1950. <laughs> yeah. Yes, true. <laughs> yes, and Carl Weathers is still a huge dude. Yeah, he yeah. looks great in The Mandalorian. He does. He, he looks like he could still, you know... I wouldn't t- fight him. ...tussle with the Predator. Uh, or God, wrestle I, love, I love Carl Weathers. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't tussle with Sly. Like, straight up. No, no. I don't know about y'all. Like, I'm, no, no. Sly no. would kill me. In a heartbeat. <laughs> so fast. I, I don't mess with my action heroes. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a terrible idea. But would I fight Steven Seagal's fat ass? Hell yeah, I would. And I'm taking him to the choke. blood bank. Choke, choke the line from out. Hard to Kill. <laughs> oh, you're going to the bank, Senator. To the blood bank. <laughs> oh, note to all the, the critics who are giving Indiana Jones bad reviews. <laughs> the blood bank is open year-round. Believe yeah. it. So yeah. you're going to make a donation whether you want to or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody once, somebody sent me a picture of Steven Seagal recently and said he looked like Wilford Brimley in pajamas. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Listen, I guess we, I guess we shouldn't fat shame people, but I'm going to fat shame Steven Seagal. So. Oh, Chumpy, you're off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Get in the boat, fatty. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Damn driver. The worst. Yo, man. <laughs> the I was worst that ever happened to you. I was I listening to the damn river pod when I was working and it crushed my soul seeing my boy Chumpy get destroyed like yeah, that. I still haven't recovered myself. No respect, <laughs> dude. Fine. Rodney Rodney's Dangerfield gets Dangerfield, buckets yeah. more respect than poor Chumpzilla does. Listen, <laughs> call me Al Cervix. It's all just projection. Every time I look at you now, I see Steven Seagal. So that's true. <laughs> well, look at the beard. I just got a little man bun yeah. going on and some and some silk pajamas. If you had videos of yourself fake throwing people with mm. Aikido. What's just, uh what's yeah. Steven Seagal's line in executive decision with Kurt Russell when they're on the plane? Like we, ah! Well, well there's that one, yes. <laughs> he's like who, who, who's gonna save the people on this plane? You or something like that? Whatever is it where Kurt Russell Seagal's... says, get off my plane, because that's what I would say if that jackass showed up to save <laughs> me. Go on hair support on him. You 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 watch Hard to Kill and what's the other one? Um, Out for Justice. Out for Justice. Know? Yeah. So I mean, here's a legit question. Now that we've gone down this rabbit hole, if you've mm-hmm. got to fight one of the '80s action stars out of these three, who are you taking? You're like, who do you think you have the best chance with? You got Arnold, right. you got Sly, and you got Van Dam. I would never fight Arnold. He's like a father to me. Okay, so but you, you got to pick one. Who's going to be Arnold Sly or um, Van Damme? T- I would I'm, take. I go ahead, T Dubs. I'll let you go first. I'm taking Sly. Taking Sly. Yeah. All right. What about you, J Man? I'm taking Van Damme. He'd probably too. He honestly be too coked out to go ahead and do anything. Yeah, it's a solid choice. I guess like, a solid I guess like early '90s Van Damme, where he's just high as a kite. Yeah, Street, Street Fighter, Fighter Man. Yeah, 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 Chumpy. Where he's like visibly sweaty and a little bloated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Double what, team what Van Dam. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, I was I was leaning Van Dam, but since everybody else is going to go that way with the coke distraction, uh, I guess, I guess you know, if you want to be the king, you got to kill go the king. Arnold? I'm going oh for Arnold, baby. Yeah, you're crazy. You know, get rich or die trying, baby. I was gonna nah. say we gotta have a beautiful eulogy for Blake. Like be yeah, like, yo, Bling. Blink yeah, was a good man. Nice knowing your brother. Came on yeah. TDT once, killed it. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know what? WrestleMania I... like a boss. You know what happens? <laughs> they fought Arnold and got dead. And... Yeah. You know what happens when you fight Arnold? You hear the glass shatter, and you hear Jr. go, "By God, that's the thunderous wizard's music." And I come down with a kendo <laughs> stick, start laying into you. 
They'll be yeah, Tommy Bea playing in, in, at the Coliseo of Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny coming out with a shopping cart full of everything. That was incredible. If you haven't, can I just plug that really quickly? If you haven't seen Bad Bunny come out in the Coliseum of Puerto Rico at Backlash, that entrance is so beyond iconic. It's one of the greatest things I've seen all year round. Benito is the man. I just need to go ahead and put that out there yeah. to everybody. I'm sorry. How's he doing? I heard he got a little dinged up. Dude, he took some bumps in that match. He's clearly doing well enough to hang out over at Crypto well, Arena with Kendall Jenner. Right, but like, yeah. still, uh, suffice yeah. to say, he's a sad bunny right now. He's a sad. He he's, is. But he I, took some a bumps. Bruised and bunny. All a the respect bunny. in the world for Bad Bunny. Like he's amazing. I think yeah. Bunny gonna be all right. Yeah. Well, I'm for sure the record, uh, I'm with you, T Dubs. I'm definitely gonna go for Sly because I got the height advantage, the reach advantage, mm. and the weight advantage. I'm taking that. Well, the weight I've got that emphasis on the weight, right? Yeah, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> now I've got the weight advantage on Van Dam too, but he's a kickboxer, probably a little too quick for me. I think I could take Sly. Anyway, yeah. we're silk underwear. We should get back to Rocky Five after yep. this probably. detour. Oh, yeah. to... uh, this was a nice detour, uh, yeah. much like Tommy the Machine Guns detour from Madison Square Garden down to North Philly to come down and fight Rocky. Uh, a fight that Rocky initially declines. But Pauly, always one to put Rocky's life on the line for him, talks some shit to Tommy Gunn and gets his teeth knocked in. So now Rocky has to take Tommy outside and our climax fight happens on the sounds. I mean, the streets and Rocky wins the fight. Surprise, surprise. The good guy won. He then punches Duke, the Don King wannabe, despite Duke's threats of a lawsuit. He makes up with Rocky Jr., who... I'm not sure if he knows his son is named Rocky Jr. because he just calls him kid the entire movie. So maybe he was just trying yeah. not to call him Sage. So he just kept calling him kid. That's uh, fair. But but they reconcile and they go to the art museum and see the statue and then the movie ends. Uh, and that's yeah, a 16-year hiatus until the next one. Yeah, now. Rocky, who's a glutton for punishment, runs the steps in cowboy boots. <laughs> what are you doing, mm. man? That, he has that, brain damage. You're going to have some hot spots. That's a recipe for blisters. But no, I want to ask a serious question here at the end. I remember the first time I watched this movie. And for whatever dumbass reason, when Rocky wins that fight and punches Kmart Don King, I was like, fuck Yeah. For a split second there, nothing else in the movie mattered except for Rocky sticking it to those two guys. Had nothing to do with the setup, had nothing to do with any of the plot up to that point. But for whatever reason, that felt like a cool moment. And then the movie ends and I'm like, wait a minute, what did I just watch? So I give the movie credit there. It makes it feel like it's the end of the movie. But then you realize after the fact, it's like, what the hell happened here? Hey, uh when we get to our our beer rating, I, I'm going to be very complimentary of the street fight. So, well, I mean, it felt it felt good. It might not have made sense, but it, it felt good. I thought. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to our motherfucking beer rankings. Put a big old E on this one because it is explicit tonight. Uh, you're mad. I'm mad. Everybody's mad. How many beers did it take you through this goddamn movie, Chumzilla? If eyes can change. And yous can change. Then why can't we all change? I've see, seen a lot of change in here tonight. See how progressive? And, and then we find out later. He said that with severe brain damage. 
Well, and just it just he's just asking for everyone to be understanding and loving and, and and accepting others. I mean, we could use a little bit more of that in the modern discourse, you know, politically here in the states right now. But anyway, sure, yeah, definitely. How many beers, Chumpy? I don't hate this movie because it, it's so bizarre that it's strangely entertaining. Even after seeing it as a younger person and watching it again now, I'm like wow, this movie's just kind of weird. So, I mean, it's four beers. It's it's not quite boring. It's just weird enough to keep you engaged, I guess. And then again, if you just like turn your brain off, the fight at the end is great because it's like, oh, Rocky wins. Yeah. Don't know why I care. Not sure if I do, but whatever. So yeah, it's only four beers because it's not a good movie. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. J-Man, I know you're not drinking. How, how many root beers for you to get through this one? <laughs> You know what? Based on you guys' writing system, which I know all too well, I would definitely give this movie five beers. And Ooh. it's it's tough for me to say that because, as I've stated, there's some concepts that work or that are meant to work, but they just really fall flat. And, okay, I can really appreciate the effort, but it still sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, I'm sorry. I wish I could give it more. Um the, at the, there was things about this movie that like, so I watched this, I've watched this movie now twice in the past, like 40 days because I decided to watch it last night for tonight. I was like, you know what? Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything. Oof. I didn't let me be very clear. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a mistake watching it one more time because I was yeah. watching through it and I was like, Oh my God. And so they could have, they, they should have done an entirely different movie. And so because of that, I'm going with five. All right. Fair enough. T-Dubs, I'll let you go last because you have some commentary to give, I think. So uh, I'm just going to go and do mine. And I'm, I'm with Chumpy on this one. I think I'm going to go four beers, two pain, two enjoyment. I could probably even give it three if I really wanted to. It's only it's really only 90 minutes of movie, but but I'm going to give it the I'm going to give it the full four because there's enough stuff in here that I want to keep drinking at a brisk pace uh, to kind of dull the dumbness. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm with you, man. Like I don't I don't hate this movie at all. Uh, it is it is by far the worst Rocky movie. That that is very clear, and that is yeah. why it's on yeah. on this pod. But I think if it existed in a vacuum, and the other Rocky movies didn't exist, we probably wouldn't hate it as much. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, it's it's definitely not good. I think you know to steal a line from Captain Cash, you you don't miss this big unless you're swinging for the fences. Like, I, look, look, <laughs> no, I, what I'm saying though is Stallone was trying to say something with this movie, he was, but he tried to do too much. He probably could have stuck with like just one or one would have been fine, maybe two of the plot points of this movie and just focused on those might have worked better. But if this movie had been any longer than like what an hour and 44 minutes or whatever, it would have been a six beer movie. Like, this movie was blissfully short for how nonsensical it was it ended when it needed to end and i was like oh good because it would have fallen apart with 20 more minutes i'm sure this movie is brutally ill-conceived uh it's painfully stupid and we'll i'll talk a little bit about that more after the break so it's three and a half pain beers but the ending because this is why we all watch these stupid movies is to watch rocky beat somebody up is still very satisfying even though he does a drop toe hold for reasons uh 
You know, he's like all of a yeah. sudden he's like a lucha libre wrestler, and he's like, <laughs> oh, look at that, look at how cat like I am in the street fight. Makes no sense. I don't care. I'm here to watch him beat the shit out of somebody, and he does that, and it's delightful. And there are a couple of great vintage Rocky moments that like, oh, like when he can't stop shaking. It's a very good scene. It's a powerful scene. Unfortunately for the rest of the movie, he's not the same character. Right. Uh, he's it's, it's not as good. And, yeah. but, you know, that that street fight is is legitimately good. It's uh, fun. Yeah. I, and they and they do allude to it earlier in the movie. Like when when Tommy first comes in the gym and they're sparring and he's like, Tommy's just wailing on that dude. And he's like, you fight, you fight like a street brawler, which is something I know a thing or two about. And it's yeah. like, I've never seen you street fight, Rocky. Like yeah. I've seen you, I've seen you I've look seen, tough and have I've a rubber seen, ball that you catch menacingly. I've but seen I've never you seen you beat actually up fight people who owe you money, who are like <laughs> yeah. generally nebbish gamblers who are not good at it. You like punch them in the leg a little bit, right. like yeah, uh, yeah. We all came for the action scene, and unfortunately, like because the movie is doing what it's doing, you don't really get that. And there's cool boxing scenes with with Tommy Morrison, and of course, Tommy Morrison did hit like a frigging Mack truck and. So those are fine, but you have no personal connection to that character. So his whole journey and then how expedited it is from him going from like innocent young guy who's training under this dude who takes him into his home to I hate you and now I want you to die. It just all makes no sense. So that's the three and a half pain beers. And then the one and a half enjoyment beers are just because it is Rocky. So technically I can't hate it, even though this movie is idiotic. And he the fight scene at the end. Again, I, I do find the whole falling out thing to be a bit nonsensical. Makes no to, sense. me, to me, on the surface, it feels like bygones being bygones. He's just going to take his career a different way. Rocky didn't have a whole lot invested in him because, again, time is of no consequence in this movie. So he was there for a week and then he leaves. Like, I don't understand why that, you know, because Rocky didn't show any. Uh, I'll nitpick here before we head into the break, but it's not like Rocky was like, oh, I need this guy. I need I need to I need this financial security from his career. No, he was just like, I, I want to work with this guy and help him out. No, so it's not even Paulie like he had a ton invested that. in him. Smell that rock. It's opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but Rocky doesn't care. And yeah. it's like and then yeah, so why, but I mean, why does the why do the fans care? Because Rocky doesn't even care. His Polly does, but theoretically, so if the fight takes place in Philly, which a heavyweight title fight would most certainly probably not yeah, typically not. Uh, they would be very pro. They'd be a partisan Rocky crowd. And that yeah. would make sense. But this movie leaves so much to hear. Jaded it, reporters fuel this fight. Right. Well, but the point is, like, he, he and Rocky haven't been a thing for that long for the fans to get, like, it's just like the relationship doesn't have time to, like, develop to a point that people would care about it because. Rocky doesn't even care about it. That's the thing. But that's the thing. But care. no, Rocky does care. He's invested. Rocky in does this care. Guy. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, you I watch mean, the, the the union when when when, yeah. when Tommy Gunn beats Union Kane. You know, Rocky's standing there like a proud father. And proud I'm sorry to take him, yeah. away from you, playing playing, and I'll I'll wrap this up in just a second. But no. you know, when he's he's boxing against the he's hitting the bag and he's doing every move that he's taught Tommy to do against Tommy Gunn, right? And so yeah. when Tommy knocks out Union Kane, you know, in the speech, he's like, "There's one man I got to thank," and Rocky thinks he's going to thank him. Which, to be fair, I would have thought he would have thought thanked him too, right? Yeah. That that would make sense. 
because the reason why Tommy Gunn is Tommy Gunn is where he is today is because of Rocky Balboa, and he doesn't. He thanks yeah. George Washington Duke, and so and we. It see just feels. I guess movie. my point is, it just feels rushed, right? It's just like, oh, okay. it, it does. Which is and, why he to, that heel turn has to happen so quick to to work in within the movie. It's more of a. Yeah. To be clear, I'm. This is a nitpick. It's more of an in the movie thing. It's like mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't feel it's earned. But the guy, well, he's got to heal, so it has to happen. Apparently, I mean, like the threads here were good enough, though, that basically this becomes the basis for Creed. And then also Creed uh, 3 just, just totally rips off this plot. Really? I haven't seen Creed 3. It's the same. It's the same movie. Guy comes in. He takes him in. I thought he Jonathan used to made... know him. And yeah, he trains said... him. And then he betrays him. And he's like, uh, F you, man. And then they fight. It's It's like the same plot. It's a better movie. Like a way better movie, but I like there are that, seeds here for a good movie, which yes. is why they were mined later. I mean, uh, I have to admit, uh, as controversial as it is, Jonathan Majors looked pretty damn uh, intimidating in that uh, in the trailers and whatnot for that movie. Yeah, well, then he got his ass kicked by Ant Man. So, well, one one version of him did. Being a scumbag does not preclude you from being a good actor. No, or, it doesn't. Or well, I'm rich. just saying, I'm just, yeah, he's yeah. big. He's a big dude. I, I didn't really see how big he was. Well, on that note, uh, let's head into our first break where we're going to hear from J-Man again. Um, so we'll, we'll head into our first break and we will get a quick message from our brother over at Wobam Entertainment, the Double Turn Podcast. Take it away, J-Man. We'll see you on the flip side. Hey everyone, it's the J-Man and I'm the host of the Double Turn Podcast. Every month, myself and a featured guest bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in the industry, or taking a look back at some of the greatest matches and moments in history. So check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And give us a follow on Twitter at TDT Wrestling Pod and on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Welcome back, listener. This is our 198th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, where we are reviewing Rocky Five. Uh, before we get into our lingering questions segment, I uh, just wanted to... Do kind of an unconventional thing here. Um, both Chumpzilla and I are enjoying a traditional Pennsylvania lager, uh, Yingling. We've switched from the Arrogant Bastard, because as I mentioned earlier, I can't have too many of those in a row. They are a bit much for me. So I switched to Yingling, a middling Pennsylvania beer for a middling movie based in Pennsylvania. Uh, so cheers to you, everybody. Chumpy, uh, do you have any opinions on Yingling traditional lager from the oldest brewery in America? Um, I'm still shocked that people in Ohio get excited about Yingling. Um, it is a very middle-of-the-road beer. Um, it is best served ice cold on a hot day. That that increases its drinkability significantly. Um, but I'll be honest, I am a degenerate and a bit of a scumbag myself. So me and Tommy Morrison, a.k.a. Tommy Gunn, we get along just fine. If I'm going to drink a beer from Pennsylvania in a green bottle, it's going to be Rolling Rock. But 
Yingling's okay too. Dude, I have heard you say some vile things over the years. Just absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting statements. And and that is by far the grossest I've ever heard you utter. Yingling is far and away a better beer than Rolling Rock. And I stand by my earlier statement about Yingling being a middling beer from a low-ranked state. Let's be careful how we talk about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania smells like ass. Broccoli water. Broccoli water. Um, T-Dubs will say that Britt Baker is uh, the greatest thing to come out of Pittsburgh since uh, Roberto Clemente. Yeah, greatest living Pittsburgh athlete. There you Um, go. That's what it is. If Pennsylvania smells like ass, then the entirety of Ohio Ohio smells like swamp ass. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm, I'm just gonna say the best quarterback in uh you know Pennsylvania history is from Ohio. Uh no, his his name is Jim Kelly. He's from East Brady, Pennsylvania. Oh, count the rings, T dubs, count the rings. Oof. For a guy wearing an Ohio University t-shirt, drinking beer out of an Ohio University glass, I am not wading into this conversation. Uh, let's get on to our lingering questions, folks. Uh, our stinky college degrees notwithstanding. Uh, let's get into this yeah. bad boy. What college degree? Hey, oh, okay. So I think we all agree this movie is a C or lower. Uh, yeah, it's like but, a C minus, yeah. C, C minus. But, but what do you think? Is the biggest fail point in this film? Is it is it acting, the script, the directing, something else? Uh, I think I'll go on record and say I, I think that this movie starts off with a script that has trying to do way too much. Mm-hmm. And then our, you know, our ancillary actors, you know, that aren't basically Stallone, Burt Young, and Talia Shire, who aren't given enough to do, frankly, suck. Like yeah. Tommy Morrison is fine as a boxer, obviously, but he just shouts all of his lines all the time. He has a dumb Oklahoma accent for a guy from Oklahoma. He's doing a bad Oklahoma accent. It's, it's, just, it's, it's everything's it's just little, very ham-fisted. Yeah, it's a little like over the top on the script. The script is bad, and the acting yeah. is also pretty bad, and particularly Stallone, who just seemingly doesn't know what he's doing with this character for a guy who should be intimately familiar with the character. He, he takes Rocky and it's like season one, Joey from friends is all of a sudden season nine, Joey of friends. He's a totally different person. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I think, uh, wasn't really gonna. I wasn't ready for the Friends reference there. Wow. Always, okay. always reference. Oh yeah, no, I'm impressed. Uh, hey, and remember one thing: I'll be there for you. Hmm. Thanks, Tito. Be there for me too. Um, well, you again, be there when the rain starts to pour. Always. Um, I think no one told me that this street fight was going to be this way. Polly's broke. My job's a joke. My love life with Adrian's DOA. It feels like I'm always stuck in the second gear. And when it hasn't been my day. A uh, week. Or week or year. uh, The asshole promoter will appear. But I'll still be there for you. So I'm distracted at this point. Am I the only one that every time the Don King guy shows up, I thought of 
the Johnny Cochran character from Seinfeld? A hundred percent. I don't know how how that overlaps. I don't know. Where His Seinfeld name is was. Jackie Childs. Jackie, Jackie Childs. Childs. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's meticulous. It's superfluous. I, I it's superfluous. I, I mean, I realize those are probably spoofs on like two. Like they're both spoofs on Don King, effectively. But whatever. Um, no, I think this the problem this movie has is the script, but in the sense that it tries to do too much. I, again, Sly was trying to say something here. He had a commentary on the media and like public perception, I guess, of athletes. He had something to say on the mismanagement of money of people that are, you know, at this point, you know, he's he's handicapped, but also you've got the the long-term effects of combat sports and even football on people. He's got the issue with his child, uh, the you know the the father son relationship, and then he's got this mentorship angle with Tommy. And you could in the, you could even say there's a it's a separate issue. This whole thing of the sleazy promoter, you know, people trying to exploit people in the business, which kind of is an extension of the money which thing. Is, that which Polly is boxing in general, yeah. Boxing in general, yeah. And, and so, but you know, they kind of overlap there. But I think if they just taken two of these ideas. Maybe three, you can roll the sun into it. I don't think the, the the relationship with the sun, struggling to connect with your son, that that can be like a, that could be a solid you know B plot. And if you just had an A plot, a B plot, and then the sun as a B slash C plot, it works. Focus on just one of those things. Okay. So you've and got obviously, the... Tom, Tommy Gunn's the, the the strongest part of the movie. That well, that that's works. that's supposed to be the center of the movie. That's supposed to be the centerpiece. Uh, so keep that and work work around that with one other subplot and the sun, and well, then you got a better movie. Well, hold Simplify on. It. You got me thinking because okay. Rocky three and four essentially turn Rocky into a, a superhero, right? Yeah, they're 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 action hero movies, yes. effectively. And this movie decides, oh, we're gonna go back to reality. We're going to make this grounded again. But by this point, right, that's like taking Fast and the Furious where it is now. And all of a sudden, car physics matter and braking matters and collisions matter. Easy there, T-dubs. Easy there. But you can't do that. Dom has to race mopeds. Now we're used to the absurdity (laughs) of it. So you can't just all of a sudden, oh, if you get in a car crash, it hurts. You can't do that now. It's too late. it's, It's gone too far. Yeah. He he got in a fight with Hulk Hogan in Rocky Three. Uh, Thunder like, Lips. He you. went and fought in an unsanctioned fifteen round fight in Russia against this guy who murdered Apollo Creed in Rocky Four. And all of a sudden, it's like, mm. oh, uh, by the way, uh, getting punched in the head is bad. It's like, yeah, but for the last four movies, we basically understood that that wasn't that bad. Well, it's like the Mighty Ducks being the team America and mighty ducks two, and then getting a yeah, scholarship right. in mighty ducks three. Right. I know you guys but covered yeah. that a couple of years and, back. And, and that's exactly what we said. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. You can't go, you can't yeah. reduce the stakes. It's a downgrade. No. Right. Yeah. And so you have to be, when you have that type of story that you're telling, you have to be very particular and very careful how you're going to be telling said story. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so here, here's where I will say, I'm going to step in here because I mean, this is, this is my opinion. Uh, if mm-hmm. I, I was going to redo this movie, I think the easiest way to to do this is this focus on that financial uh, screw up, and for him just to be broke, and because again, that is realistic enough for all of us to conceive of, and it's a story that's uh, you know that we've heard over and over again with athletes. 
He got screwed. He's out of money. How does he come back? It's not about his skill. He's still a superhero. He's just broke. His his money's gone. You know, that's just a number. Like, he's still rocky. He's still jacked. He's still yoked. He can still, you know, punch through a brick wall. But he's broke. So how does broke Rocky get back on top and make his kid like him? Yeah, he's got to beat up Tommy Gunn. Okay. That movie works because that fits the formula. But it, yeah, instead of him having to, you know, fight a superhero, he's, you know, again, like Drago, he's just got to get not broke. And how does he mm-hmm. do that? And then maybe he has to deal with some sleazy people to make it happen. And, you know, whatever, he backtracks a bit in his career. That movie works. Now, I mean, is it a huge blockbuster? Probably not. But it's not as nonsensical and stupid as this movie. And that's what I mean. When if you simplify the plot, focus on one of those challenges, deconstruct the character a little bit. He's got to, and, and again, that realistically makes him the underdog because it's not about physical skill. He's just broke. He's got so he's got to I... work out in a, a poor, uh, rundown gym. He's got to make do. He's got to go back to but, drinking but eggs in the blender and punching meat. They already did all that in Rocky. Yeah, 3. they did it in Rocky two and in Rocky two when he uh, can't go ahead and film a yeah, commercial, so uh, he's got to work uh, at the meat uh, factory uh, while Adrian's uh, pregnant. I it's mean, been a while since I saw this movie. What we yeah. really are saying is that th- they were out of ideas. And honestly, this movie is made for one reason. And that's because all these guys, and Arnold's not excluded from this, they want to be on top still, and they need hits to stay on top. So what do yeah. you do? You milk the franchises that are hits. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I mean, Rocky Four made a buttload of money. This was a no-brainer. Well, I'm sure this is greenlit this, the, the day after the opening weekend. Do you yeah, guys... but it took five years to make. It, yeah. In Do you guys remember of... the, the, the joke in Airplane 2? This this should have been in the quiz, but I didn't do it. Do you guys remember do you guys remember the, the, the Rocky reference joke in Airplane 2? No. There is a, a Rocky poster in the background and it says Rocky 5000. Because oh, they, they were gonna, and, oh. and this is like this is probably. I think Airplane Two came out after Rocky Three, probably. So like Four yeah. hadn't even happened yet, and now of course we're on what Rocky Eight. Because this nine? movie, this franchise clearly went from this is it was a critical darling, it won an Oscar, probably never needed a sequel, but it got one because people wanted to see him win. To now it's larger than life, and we just want to yeah. see Rocky, and we want to see him fight. And to uh, Sly in the franchise's defense, outside of the horror genre, this is one of the first, like, legit sequel franchises. Like, if I'm not, action, action franchises, you know. I mean, does Star Wars not count? No, I think Star Wars counts, you know, but this is like a, an action sports well, movie. S- Star Wars was very intentionally written as a trilogy. Now, they didn't know they'd get a trilogy. But it was a bigger story. Yeah. But it was a bigger story, whereas Rocky but, was written as Rocky. And yeah, it was so but, popular, they kept going. Sure. I mean, this is one of those, because what? when did the first Rocky come out? 79? 76. 76? I mean, yeah. like, action franchises weren't really a thing. You know, you had this, you had Death Wish, you know, there was there was some... Well, Death those, Wish like, was also the law of diminishing returns, right? Like, Death no, Wish but my point is, is like, and... those, but that became the cliche, right? You know, yeah. it became, like, this, the numeral sequels, right? And, and and Rambo's the same way, you know? I mean, this, but this is, I mean, that, but that's, that became the joke, though, to, to your point there, Blaine, like, yeah. But, but 
everything that, you need to know about the Rocky there, franchise though. is the way his body changes from Rocky to Rocky three. It's no longer realistic anymore. Well, like he is totally abandoned any semblance of this being a normal human being by Rocky three. I know it's a different, yeah, he's world. completely yoked by that. <laughs> I know it's a different world, but like, that's no different than like Hugh Jackman from X-Men one to X-Men don't, three. Or don't eight. you dare bring it. You take it easy. You got, you, don't you know what? You can like, have that fight next week. I'm not going to be here time. for it. And you, you have that fight next week. I ain't fucking doing tale that. All this time, Stop man. It. They get more yoked as the movies go on. Look at Hemsworth. It's, it happens, man. Tiny so, legs, Hemsworth. <laughs> better living through chemistry. That's all I'm saying. Amen, baby. Uh, for our I can't believe that shit actually happened question of the pod, what is the most cringeworthy ooh, moment ooh. of this movie? Thunderous Wizard is ooh, ooh, eagerly jumping it. out of his seat right now. It's when, the, it's when the middle school girl student looks at young Rocky Jr.'s ass and she's like, for an Italian, you've got a pretty nice butt. It's like they're they're nine. They're nine. Has Sylvester Stallone never talked? Has was he never a child? Has he never talked to his children? Clearly not. Like what is that? No. I I, I feel like that was written in there to like kind of compliment and embarrass his son somehow in the creepiest and worst way possible. I think, and, I think and honestly, putting him in the worst Rocky was embarrassing enough, wasn't it? Well, my sake. answer was going to be any of the kid scenes. The kids are written like total like psychos in this movie. So you figure all of those kids are weirdos. Sly had had Sage in '86, right? Mm-hmm. So no, he's 14 in 1990. So 76, right? Yeah, he had Sage when he was making Rocky. Presumably didn't talk to him until he was about four or five years old, because that's because kids don't have much to say until they're about four or five years old. So by that time, he's a superstar and has no interaction with his children whatsoever. That they're all raised by nanny. So no, I, I think to your point, Chumzilla. No, I I do not think Sylvester Stallone had ever actually had a meaningful conversation with any person under the age of twenty five while writing before writing this movie. Which honestly is, you know, it's, it's a little depressing because, man, little kids are hilarious. Dude, they crack me up. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, that, that's definitely my answer, though, too, T Dubs. And you know, the kids' scenes in this movie, they're just, they're, they're terrible. And not to mention, you're coming off the 80s, which is like, you, you got movies like The Goonies, some of the best kid cinema interactions, you know, uh, this side of Super Bad and Stallone, n- none of it, none of it in his scenes with the kids. Just Although I I also thought the robot serving drinks was weird. Happy birthday, oh, Polly. Happy birthday, Polly. I will tell you this. This movie immediately goes to three enjoyment beers if Polly's sex robot is up for auction at the estate sale. <laughs> it, it's just carrying around its own its own for sale sign. Now, now here's the real oh, question. Does it have swappable faces? Can you get uh, a Chris Klein face to put on that robot. Oh, that's all I want. Don't know. go there. <laughs> you know, I didn't mention this to you guys, but I I met that I met Polly's sex robot in, at the Aloha Bowl in 1990. Uh, You're when kidding I was, me. I would. Why, why would I joke about such a thing? Wait, what? I have a picture of me yeah. and that same that that robot. Do Do you physically have I, possession of this photograph now? 
my 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 father has it, and he's only five minutes away. I can call him right now. He'll come over. It's it's midnight. He'll he'll this, come over. This must go up on the social. We need this for the pod. <laughs> we, we need this for the pod. I will have to. I will, I will acquire said photograph of us the, and Polly Sex Robot. Young Blink Blank <laughs> lost his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I feel like this entire pod has been all for naught because Bling buried the lead. I forgot That's... about it until right now. <laughs> oh yeah, for gosh. sure. That definitely happened. It that exists. I'll find it. I'll oh, find it. Oh my it. gosh. Okay. Well, that's a that's a that's amazing. Uh, Wait, but, but does it have the Chris Klein face? Or... <laughs> Or is that extra? <laughs> the the moon face sex bot? Well, no, that <laughs> one says happy birthday, Blakey. <laughs> <laughs> Bling a ling. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh my. Uh, so <laughs> would you like to watch rollerball? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like a that's like a D-sex robot. That's a, that's a threat. Yeah. This isn't something Mrs. Bling wants to keep in our bedroom that's just to a... keep me from being over amorous on Saturday. That's the nights. cure for my Indiana Jones boner. <laughs> Would you like to watch rollerball? <laughs> Would you like to watch rollerball? That's Doug. Doug shoot. So speaking of speaking of of uh, awkward sex, uh, I think my most cringeworthy moment was when Rocky offered to take Adrian upstairs and violate her like a parking meter. To which she replied, "That'll cost you a quarter." Yo, Adrian, was, you got to charge more than that. You got, hey, we're living on the streets now. I thought that was a cool hand Luke reference. I thought yeah. he was like going to like get a pipe wrench and, you know, yeah. I don't know. This movie, was, that was, if it was, this movie does not deserve to do such things. Yeah. Wow. That was, yeah, that was a line. That was a thing that happened. Jay, man, do you have a particularly cringeworthy moment you'd like to bring up since you watched this I, twice in the last month and a half? I do. Everything that you've stated is all accurate, but so you know, in order to be different, it's incredibly that it's. I'm disappointed in myself for having even <laughs> put myself through the punishment, but it's fine. I love hops, <laughs> and I will do anything for hops and box office oh. flops, and for T Dubs, and for Chumpy, and for Bling Blake, and. Even though he's not here, Captain Cash, goddamn you, where are you, man? But that being said, oh, and shout out to McCheese, of course. Um, it's uh, it's it's Rocky going back to smoking cigarettes for like the first time in like fourteen <laughs> years, just because he's broke. I was like, you have been the legendary heavyweight champion of the planet for the past like decade, and. You have been this rich individual who clearly got more intelligent as the movies went on, which was why that it bothers the snot out of me. The fact that he goes back to being such a dumbass in this movie, yeah. regardless of how much brain damage he has, it was just a stupid move uh, unless it makes sense, like just make it more sensical. But that being said, it's it's the smoking of a cigarette on the corner. I'm like. Why? Why? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it feels out of character, right? Jacket. You're... After what you've seen yeah. of the progression, yeah, it does. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I I do have some thoughts on that because I think Sly like outthunk himself a bit on this. But to your point, though, it's 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 supposed to be a visual cue that he has reverted. Right. And like not not only just in the sense of the films, but it's also he's down and out. It's a little over the top because it just still feels out of character. Like 
I, I'm not sure how else you could have visually given us that cue. Maybe given like some bad facial hair, you know, bad hair or something. He's not taking care of himself. That might have felt a little more like, oh, he's depressed. But he was just like, I feel like that was just a way to turn back the clock a bit. And say, oh, look, the character's gone backwards. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, again, as just a casual Rocky fan, I was like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> like I, just, my my Rocky doesn't smoke. That yeah. felt weird. He, he he definitely reverts back, and it's you know I think it's interesting that they they stuck with this for the the rest of the movies too. Even in through the Creed movies, like Rocky never leaves Kensington again. Uh, Kensington is the neighborhood in North Philly that that he's from. Uh, for those of you who don't know Philadelphia very well, but yeah, it, it, that's just an interesting decision to, like you said, Chumzelli to to show us that he's back. You know, he he finds the clothes in the attic, he wears those. And now he's going to be that Rocky for, I guess, ever now. Cause he never really like, he never changes back out of that leather jacket and takes that hat off again. Right. Like now, the one it, thing that stays constant. But he, own, he owns, he, he's owning his roots too. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. Tito. Cause ahead. he basically disowns everything else about this movie in Rocky six. Aside yeah. from I'm back in Philly. I'm in the neighborhood. This is what I'm doing now. It, that, that movie that movie should be more grounded, right? Like, because it came way, way, way later and it was taking the series back to its roots. That movie is really what he wanted this movie to be, which is why that movie exists. Yeah, that was his that that was his redo on this one for sure. And then we really got it with Creed, which was the the better version of all three of those. I'll, I'll tear up every time when they have the speed bag scene. On that note, I I don't I don't hate this movie at all. But I think we all agree that this is by far the worst of the franchise. What is what is the best? I think Ooh. we'd all be lying if we didn't say Rocky, the original. It won Best Picture. It's by far the best movie. Best picture or best screenplay? Okay. Best picture. I should I should say this. You're right. I, I agree. That is the the best movie. Let me let me rephrase the question. This is everybody's least favorite Rocky. What is your favorite Rocky? Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah the Cold right. War. Let's roll. I do love Rocky Four. I adore Rocky Four. I'm a sucker for Rocky Two, and the reason for that because there's two particular scenes in that particular movie that I am 33 years old and I have watched Rocky at least 20 times in my life. All five of them. All six of them. The original. Uh, I, I, it doesn't matter. I never cease to tear up and get goosebumps when the scene between him and Adrian, when she wakes up out of her coma and she tells him she wants him to do one thing for him. And she's like, come here. He's like, what's up? When? And then the music hits and then you get the like, oh my God, here we go. This is it. You've been waiting for forever. Damn it. Every single time I get stupid hyped. And then when he beats Apollo and then besides my kid being born this is the greatest day in the history of my life and just to adrian yo adrian i did I, every single time i'm done i'm done I, I can't take it anymore i go into like shock and if you find me dead on the floor you'll find goosebumps on my arms and tears having rolled down my face because that ending to that particular movie might be Perhaps one of the greatest ending endings in the history of cinema. So Rocky I, I II think that's fair. Yeah. Is 
absolutely effing glorious and i adore it yeah and i love rocky four for the vince DeCola score warren fanfare the training oh montage, my god and then you get can i just hearts on fire yeah can you i speaking burning of which, heart yeah can i just say the soundtrack to rocky five is hot trash like straight garbage I understand that they were trying to be cool because it's oh my god, it's so bad. We're in yeah, a new decade. Like they try bad. to go. I, I'm a hip hop aficionado, but this is it is trash. It doesn't it doesn't fit. Uh, Just doesn't yeah. fit the film. I, I, I don't uh, care. If man against the world, Rocky Four. Rocky Four's got the best soundtrack. I, I blame Stone well, again for not getting somebody to come in and help him out there. Right? He he clearly didn't have a good uh, repertoire to pull from. Sure. From because you you look direction. at you look at Creed and Creed goes heavy into the hip hop, right? Which makes sense because yeah. you know you got Ryan Coogler, it's Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. They're taking advantage of the like you know hardcore LA scene and then going taking it back to Philly like you know and so you got Meek Mill in the soundtrack and all that like I love that. That makes sense. But 1990 Rocky Five, I'm not saying keep it super 80s. That's not what I'm saying. But like, bring a little bit more of the fanfare and keep it more grounded. What they bring, try to do, bring stupid. some like legit hip hop. Uh, didn't that didn't too? You guys notice when they? I forget what scene it's in. They're doing some kind of like cityscape, and they they start to play. You know, remember in Rocky when he's singing to Adrian, like yeah, do do, and they and they they. They turn uh-huh. that into a song that plays in the background of and it's of Rocky they, Five. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that's probably one of the most like cringeworthy of like they did that. They did that. It that sucks. was pretty cringeworthy. It was Choices. terrible, bro. Choices yeah. were made. This soundtrack's brutal. And I'll it's just brutal. say this. I'll say this. I think J Man's got a good point. I think out of all the sequels, from a pure mm. sequel standpoint. Two is the best sequel because it definitely takes the events of the first movie and does the most with them. And like when you have a small, like I look at, you could say Rocky one's the best movie because it won best picture and it is a good little movie, but it's like the little movie that could. Right. But from just like a popcorn spectacle, uh, spectacle perspective, I'm with T-dubs on this. Rocky four is like the pinnacle of this, of the Rocky genre of this boxing movie. Like one's a great film. Two is a great sequel. Like how do you, how do you make a sequel to a best picture? How many best pictures get a sequel? There, there's the, Okay. So that's one. And Rocky three is way better than Godfather three. I I mean, and you know, I think we'd all agree on that. And and the Godfather's okay. Like, you know, all right. I'm stuck. What's the truck up to? (laughs) It's fine. No, no, no. I'm making, I'm making the the Godfather's okay. How many, how many, many, no, it's a franchise, right? What a a miserable truck you are. The Godfather's okay. It it drops off a little bit. (laughs) The first two won best picture. You know, but uh, it's a sequel that won Best Picture. I know, but how often does that happen? Like, right? That's it. That's it, right? Typically, Best Picture films aren't franchise films. Coppola's. Uh, Well, right. I mean, Return of the King. Yeah, well, Avatar was nominated both times. Nominated. Yeah. No, Last it's, Action it, Hero was nominated. It, That's technically it, just a sequel to every Schwarzenegger movie. Well, those, uh, I'm just saying those are exceptions, not the rule. 
And and so that's that's pretty impressive that the second the the, the uh, second uh, entry in the Rocky franchise was a very satisfying sequel. And well done. That's that's impressive. Great. But yeah, but I I think you the spectacle and the like the just pure popcorn blockbuster appeal of four is just you cannot deny that. And sure. and, and that movie's iconic in in the genre. And I think it, it's I won't I, I hate to say it as like being a genre defining picture. Because it's such a niche, weird thing with the boxing. It's like an action and sports movie at the same time. That's a funky niche. But there's elements of that movie that are definitely influential in the action genre and pop culture in general. Like, that's why that four gets my vote. I'm not a huge Rocky fan, but four is the one that's always, like, stuck out to me. Like, that movie, like, great soundtrack, the training montage, you know, all of uh, Dolph Lundgren's lines are quotable. Like, that's... You know, it, it, yeah, it's a very music video, very pop, uh, you know, presentation and the editing and all that, too. I mean, it's 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 a cool movie. It really is. It is a I'm, cool movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I blacked out after you said The Godfather wasn't that good. No, it's, it's an OK franchise. I mean, the first two movies are fine. <laughs> it's still an OK franchise. Fine. fine. Stop saying OK. Bobby De Niro. Yeah. It's not yeah. like in Jurassic Park, dude. Like, you know, uh, the first James, two movies James are all Con's OK. And, I don't know. They got the guy from Superman in there with cotton in his mouth. That's fine, Look too. what they did to my boy. Yeah. Look what they did to my boy. Every time I think uh, I'm out. Take the cannoli. Pull me back in. Take the so listen, you guys, I mean, I, I was going to say Rocky Four going into this because so that's the right now answer. I, but now I have to defend Rocky Three since nobody's going to mention oh. it. Like, Come on, Meatball. Yeah, we get we get Thunderlips, J-Man's namesake. Uh, <laughs> we, get, we, get, we get Clover Lang, who's First one time. of the biggest heels in the history of movies. And speaking of endings... Balboa Creed three to end Rocky three. Wow, is fucking dope. And when so, you get to your, ding, when you get so, to your next question, it's heavily influenced by Rocky three for me. So yeah, hey, and just because we got the J Man on the pod, and I know you know this too, T Dubs, but one of my favorite fun facts about Rocky three is that Hulk Hogan got temporarily fired. For the WWF by Vince McMahon for being in the movie because McMahon didn't want his top talent to like get too big for wrestling, and of course that backfired and had to bring him back. Listen, the McMahons are nothing if not exploiters of workers, and if and if your name is too big and it's bigger than the company, they're not happy about that. Yeah, Anything so. that could provide leverage to the employee is bad for the McMahons. And now we're back to rollerball, but like the James Conn. Yes. So, Speaking uh, of scumbags. Not, not the moon face sex bot one. So uh, can I just say that I, I want to say this really quickly. Rocky Four is basically Return of the Jedi in a way where it's clearly weaker than Empire and weaker than A New Hope. But we all love it because it's like this like yeah, it, it's it's got all these iconic moments and, and just it's explosive. It's easily the most action-packed type of deal. That, that's like, that's how I kind of view Rocky Four. Yeah, you know what? I I have never understood the Ewok hate. How much better is Rocky Four if it ends in Yub Nub? A thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> All movies are better if hearts hearts on Yub Nub. <laughs> uh, in the, in the burning Yub Nub. When 
when Rocky's driving his Lamborghini, he's got that playing in the in the cassette player as opposed to having <laughs> Hearts on Fire or whatever. No, that's not Hearts on Fire. What's he got playing in the, when he's driving? Oh, there's no there's, easy way out. There's no easy way out. There's no, no easy yup nub. There's no there easy There's no yup-nub. shortcut to yup nub either. No. So I feel like we probably alluded to this in our in our last uh, question, but in everybody's opinion, briefly, uh, who is the best Rocky opponent? Apollo. Apollo and him become besties. And that's how I envision my life one day going is, is battling with someone like Apollo Creed and then becoming besties and then him having to train me in my hour of need. And then you failing him and watching oh, him die in the ring. Never. Because yeah, you know what? If Steven Seagal was being murdered in the ring, I would not throw the towel. Fact. You would you would let you would let Ivan Drago go ahead and punch his head right off. In fact, I'd be picking my nose with the towel while he died. You'd be plugging your nose with the towel because by that time he definitely would have yeah. shit himself again. Oh, true. You know, people are probably going to think I'm kind of a lunatic after this pod based on my response to the Indiana Jones. Dubs, I think in 198 think... episodes, they've already figured that out. Yeah, we're all, we're all pretty sure, dude. All good. Join the club. <laughs> but it's Apollo. Outside of Apollo, it's Ivan Drago. J-Man? I think T-Dobbs hits it right on the money. Uh, I love Apollo. The face turn of the century, especially right at the end of, of Rocky Two, And then he comes in and trains Rocky in Rocky Three. And then gives them the America shorts. I think you could go one A, one B for Creed and Drago. So I, I know it's a cop out answer, but I think it's still strong enough. I think because that's they're fair. Too, you, they're you so gave different. Apollo one A. They're clearly yeah. the 1B. most memorable opponents. Actually, you know, films. you know who's one B is uh, Brigitte Nielsen, who he married. <laughs> he did <laughs> marry Brigitte oh. Nielsen. <laughs> yes, Yo, the did. fact that she comes and, back for Creed too is pretty astonishing. The fact that she's yeah, pretty wild. Fucking Flavor Flav is pretty astonishing. <laughs> the fact that she also <laughs> dated Flavor Flav. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Flavor well of bling. Goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, all right. So, fine. I'll, I'll go with you guys. I mean, I guess I, could, I was going to make an argument for Clever Lang because he's... I mean, be- he's good. He's the best heel. He's the best dude. heel for sure. Like, dude. Not, wait, hold on. Is he, is he better? I mean, I love Clever Lang. I mean, and he, I love he killed Mick. Is he a better... He kills yeah, Mick. But I, I think Drago, I, I, Drago I, kills I, Apollo. Yeah, but... Uh, In the ring... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's like sanctioned violence. Mick is like yeah. a harmless old guy. The man looks guy. at the camera yeah. and says, "He's he mighty dies. Mick. He dies." Like, come on, man. No, you know why all, he punched all of him, his though? lines in that Cause, movie are great. Because Mick asked uh, Clubber if his his mom wanted to take the skin boat to Tuna Town. <laughs> <Did, did, laughs> I heard. I heard that he offered Mrs. Lang a piece of his spicy cannelloni. Spicy cannelloni. <laughs> Oh my God. Have you guys, do you guys remember Kevin Hart's stand up when he says that he's in jail and it's like one pillow, one blanket? That That's Clubber Lang in the eight, in 83. <laughs> uh, yeah, Clubber Lang, man. Uh, oh. I, like, I, like, I like Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang's, hey, he's, I mean, he's good. He's, that's one hell of a movie villain for sure. And, and, and Mr. T is good people. Like, he's he good. is. I love Mr. Yeah. T. But that, but that being he's, said, Ivan Drago has a PhD in like chemical engineering, right? Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. He's, but he's, does he have an album talking about how the kids should treat their mom? Because Mr. T does. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing: Dolph was never in the motherfucking A Team. 
And not to mention, Dolph did not. Uh, did, does he? Does Dolph Lundgren have a WrestleMania moment? I think not. Or a Mr. Cereal? T does. I wish. I wish he did. God, oh, I, would yeah. like, I, I would like Dolph at WrestleMania for sure. If that's if, is that, mm-hmm. can we can we write a letter to somebody? Can we start a yeah. letter writing campaign. I mean, just he might like, be a little get, bit too old now, but sure. Nobody, nobody's too old considering how long they trotted Ric Flair's carcass out there. <laughs> I saw Ric Flair in a construction the other day and I thought his teeth were going to fall out on TV. Yeah. I think he was on a Geico commercial or something. He's he's styling and profiling. (laughs) He shows up with Bad Bunny in in music videos. So there you go. Uh, I I think by far the greatest villain in in the Rocky franchise, though, is definitely CTE. Oh, I'm sure it's not Adrian. That's, She's wow. that's what gets him in the, the last end. three movies. Chumpy wow. Downer. She's been honestly, on kill in I the think last one. it's the only thing, Blake. It's the only opponent he can't beat with his fists. If anybody is a secret Sith Lord in the Rocky verse, it's fucking Polly, man. Yeah, Paul, he fucks yeah. everything yeah. up. He's he's on the payroll of somebody, and, and it's sort of subdued in the later movies. But he's quite a large piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, especially Rocky in, three, especially in Rocky. The, yeah, well, it's the, pretty much Rocky, implied Rocky's he's terrible. abusive, right? Like yeah. he's, a, he's, he's a Tony drunk. Stark of the Rocky. Yeah. Like he's terrible. The RCU. Paulie's terrible in the beginning of Rocky. He might be the devil. He might be Mephisto. Yeah, yeah. When he's all jealous of Rocky being rich. Yeah, and he throws his whiskey bottle at the freaking pinball machine, and then who of all the people that come and bail him out of jail, it's Rock. Rock yeah, comes yeah. to bail him out of jail, and it's yeah. just like double breasted. It's the first suit. time we see, yeah, and you know, obviously, we see all his facial. He's had face surgery already, and you're like, "All right, Sly, you didn't think we'd notice? Mm-hmm. You cut your hair, bruh." But uh, it's a, it is what it is. So, speaking of Sly, how criminal is it that Rocky does not appear in Creed Three? So, I I know he's got a beef with. Winkler, uh, yeah, and big beef, uh, big beef, justifiable beef. I would argue, yeah, the, the executive producers of the of all the and original I, films. I don't yeah. begrudge oh. Michael B. Jordan for continuing on, but one of my big hiccups with it was, and I guess Creed Two in a way does give him a send off, but not really. It's really sad to me that we don't get a moment to say goodbye to Rocky, really. And that it hurts Creed 3 in a way for me, like a lot, actually, that his absence. It's just so noticeable. Well, I mean, Sylvester Stallone is the most important piece of this entire franchise. Like, I understand that it's been given over to Michael B. Jordan, and I'm fully on board with that because he's incredible. He's great. He, and he's the main character. It's all good. He is. You're right. And these are his movies, but they're his movies because of Sylvester Stallone and everything that he did for the past 40 years within that franchise. Well, it wouldn't so exist. Yeah. It mm-hmm. wouldn't exist without well, nobody and, would go to see it. Right. Like, right. Right. The reason there's it, three of them is because they made money because people want to see. Yeah. Now, yeah, know. let's be, let's be honest. I mean, there are other boxing movies. But there was no boxing movie franchise outside of Rocky. All I was going to say was Sly did win a Golden Globe for his performance in Creed as Rocky Balboa. You know, yeah. and it, he should have won it, the Oscar. He should have won the Oscar. 
He did. He, yes. Who, who ended up winning the Oscar then that? I think it was Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies, which I can't be that mad at. I really like Bridge of Spies. I really okay. like Mark yeah. Rylance. But Sly deserved the award. He, he did. And, and, and so that's my point, because you come back and you bring him back and then he ends up giving, you know, a masterful performance. And to be fair to Sly in Rocky five, and I, I'm, I'm trying to keep this short and I apologize. His performance isn't horrible. It's just, it, it's just all over the place because he, as T-Dubs has alluded to multiple times, he's at the beginning of the movie. He's, he's incredible. And then, the scene where the cat where Tommy drives off in the Cadillac and all of a sudden like the brain the brain damage starting to really come in. <laughs> and then he has that conversation with Adrian in the street. The dialogue isn't that great, but the performance between the two of them and the chemistry is very strong between them. And it goes to show it's like, okay, that's 14 years of Talia Shire and Sylvester Stallone killing yeah. it on screen. That's why yeah. they're one of the greatest on-screen couples of all time. So it's not that bad. It was just all uh, uh, more all over the place than it should have been and, yeah. and i bring it all back because sylvester stallone is an integral part of this entire franchise and you have to send him off with a goodbye in order for us to feel comfortable enough to say okay i can move on with this franchise without him and they didn't give us that regardless of what how they end creed 2 it's not enough it's like okay well he finally sees robert for the first time since rocky balboa respect but that's it? No. And thank you, gentlemen. That brings us to the end of the lingering questions segment. So we're going to go into our second break and refresh our beers. And we will catch you on the other side of our break. Welcome back to the 198th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are wrapping up our breakdown of Rocky Five. I'd say it was a quick one, but we know that's not true. Sorry. Uh, but let's get into the, you know, I'm not as stupid as everyone thinks, trivia challenge. Tonight, we've got the standard five-question, multiple-choice format quiz. And you'll be playing for a Rocky Marciano boxing cufflink. No, not the real one that Mick gave to Rock but what are the replicas that they gave out at Grauman's Chinese theater at the Rocky five premiere? Yeah. That uh, kind of slaps though. Plain Blake, not going to lie. It's still pretty dope. Uh, Wait, is that a little less expensive on eBay? However. So uh, the name is, I know the name is bling Blake, uh, but I am not of the uh, actual rich bling family of uh, branch of the family. Bobbles Blake. Uh, I, I am more like Bobbles Blake tonight. Your chimes will be yo Adrian or Get up, you son of a bitch. Or touch me and I'll sue. Uh, or any one of the pod stalwarts. Good luck, gentlemen. Question number one. Which pro wrestling veteran helped choreograph the street fight at the end of Rocky Five? Was it A, Chavo Guerrero Sr.? Was it B, Terry Funk? Was it C, Lou Albano, or was it D, Hulk Hogan? Have to put some hustle behind that muscle. I'm going to give that to the J-Man. That, my friend, was Terry Funk. Yes. That is correct. Dude, he's in <laughs> the, the hardcore Terry Funk. Yeah. Hardcore legend. 
Welcome back it. to the pod. His also named Chainsaw Charlie. But he Family. was in Over the Top and uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yep. Fuck yeah. All right. Question number two. I almost gave this away uh, during our introductions, uh, or I guess during the tail of the tape, so somebody might have paid attention uh, if they got their notes early. Rocky Jr. is played by the late Sage Stallone, Sly's real son. But they would team up together again in another Stallone action movie. Which one was it? Was yeah. it A, Daylight? Was it B, Demolition Man? Was it C, Oscar? Or was it D, Ants? For an Italian, you have a nice butt. <laughs> thunderous <laughs> thunderous <laughs> wizard. It's Daylight. It was Daylight. Uh, if you guys were paying attention earlier, I almost said Sage daylight stallone during the introductions uh but well done t-dubs are we sure he wasn't in judge dread too uh pretty sure i'm, is it, I'm that, not is sure that, was that him or rob schneider i can't tell <laughs> rob schneider is stage <laughs> stage saloon i mean they he, he could have played that role i, I would i would i think i'd rather see stage stallone do a sly stallone impersonation to sly's face than rob right? schneider Super yeah. tragic, man. Died of like heart disease. Yeah, yeah. like That's like uh, thirty six arteriosclerosis. Uh, that should not happen yeah. to you when you're thirty six years old. R.I.P. Sage. Uh, question number three: The great Burt Young portrays Pauly in the Rocky verse. Burt Young was a prolific boxer in his own right while serving in the U.S. military, winning thirty two of his thirty four bouts. In which branch of the military did Bert serve? Was it A, the Army? Was it B, the Navy? Was it C, the Marine Corps? Or was it D, the U.S. Coast Guard? Slip I'm going to shoot you like a quarter? Ah. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Chumpzilla on this one. <laughs> I think it's the Navy. That is incorrect. Oh, Parts and Only in America. T-dubs. The Marine Corps. That's right. Uh, I had to look up what his name was again. Something Gennaro. He had a very long Italian name before he changed it to Burt Young for the stage. But yes, he uh, was in the United States Marine Corps for two years, and in two years had thirty-four fights, winning thirty-two of them. See, I guess the timeline of this movie doesn't. It's not that far off. Yes. Turns out. Turns out. All right. Uh, I know. At least one of you knows the answer to this next question. Number four, what is Rocky's real first name? Is it A, Richard? Is it B, Robert? Is it C, Rocco? Or is it D, Rodolfo? Barts and Tarts. Only in America. T-Dubs. It's Robert. Ah, oh, damn, damn it. T-Dubs, how are you so slick with it, man? Robert. <laughs> oh, they call uh, his son Robert in the movie. So They, they do it uh, one oh, time. Not- and, yeah. and that is that is the first time in all of the movies that we actually hear. We only know that it's Rocky because he's Rocky Jr. And they call the son right. Robert. It's only and he's Robert. So he's technically Robert Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to beat T-Dubs on the on the gun here. And I just can't. I've already can't used it either. twice. Dude, Jeez. he's got he's got the Jeopardy trigger down. And now that it is uh, three points to the Thunderous Wizard and one to the J-Man. T-Dubs, you have won the cufflink. Uh, but you boys are now playing. There is a there is a bonus question today. So actually, 
this couldn't have been a tie if J-Man can take everything. So uh, let's keep it going here. Question number five. Rocky Five received seven Razzie nominations, winning none. But it was not the most nominated film of the 11th annual Razzies. Which mm. movie received more? Was it A, The Adventures of Ford Fairling? Was it B, Ghosts Can't Do It? Was it C, The Bonfire of the Vanities? Or was it D, Graffiti Bridge? Hearts and Tarts. Thunderous Wizard. I feel like it could be The Bonfire of the Vanities, but because The Adventures of Ford Fairlane is very pod-centric and appropriate, because that is the movie Rennie Harlan left Alien 3 to do, I'm going with that. A, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane is incorrect. Oh! Yeah, okay. All right. Only in America. Is that, is that the Andrea Dice Clay movie? Yes. Uh, all right. So that is going to go to the J-Man. And your remaining answers are B, Ghosts Can't Do It, C, The Bonfire of the Vanities, or D, Graffiti Bridge. I'm going to go with C, The Bonfire of the, of the Vanities. The Bonfire of the Vanities is incorrect. Jeez. Chumpzilla. Wow. Do you need your remaining answers again? It's 50-50. Yeah. Uh, Jumpy's about to use oh. a lifeline. <laughs> B, Somebody ghosts can't, Good. B, ghosts can't do it, or D, Graffiti Bridge. Ghosts can't do it in a graffiti bridge. I have never heard of either one of those movies. Hey, T-Dubs is my 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 uh, lifeline here. Help me out. I, dude, I have no idea. I, I chose <laughs> the one I thought was correct. <laughs> Yeah. I only pulled. I only chose the other it, one because T Dubs is looking to choose that yeah, one. Right, so. but Ford Fairlane—that's that, the Andrew Dice Clay yeah, movie. That's right? the Dice, Dice Man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Lickety dickety dock. Chumpzilla's on the clock. On the clock. <laughs> and, and something about Miss Muffet and her muffin and she stuffed it and hey! the, sex, the sex bots got it. Jeez, I don't know. Um... What was the last one again? Graffiti Bridge. Graffiti. Not bridge. that one. The other one. Ghosts can't do it. Yeah, sure, that one. Ghosts can't do it is correct. It what? received yes! nine. Ah! Nine Razzie nominations. <laughs> wait, who wait, wait, who, who's in it? What is that movie? Yeah, I, I have no through. idea. Well, actually, here we go. So, uh, <laughs> bonus question. Okay. Hold on. Burt Young. Was nominated for worst supporting actor at the 11th annual Razzies. Okay, that's disrespectful, but okay. He did not win. Mm -hmm. Who did? Well, somebody from this movie that we're talking about. Um, Maybe, maybe not. It did have more nominations than anybody. I didn't say it had more wins. That's that's fair. I mean, I guess it'd be Anthony Quinn because he was in this with Bo Derek. Was he in the medicine? Was from the Medicine Woman fame? He said, "Ghosts can't do it." Anthony Quinn. Is that your guess, T-Dubs? Anthony Quinn? I mean, I'm I'm technically cheating since I'm looking up what the hell this movie is. Uh-huh. And is Anthony what? Quinn is Anthony that, is Quinn. that Mr. Turner from Mr. from Boy Meets World? No. No. Oh, okay. He's uh, he's Vivaldi uh, I, from Last Action Hero. I, I'm gonna go with Don well, Cheadle. You did a 360 on me. You're real close there, Chumpzilla. It is not Don Cheadle. The answer is Donald Trump. As, his, 
as himself and in ghosts and ghosts can't do it wait what god damn it hollywood you're you led us to the <laughs> fucking shit we dealt with for four years because you enabled this awful piece of shit <laughs> hollywood <laughs> you're drunk go home uh, I'm just starting to think he's he might have some good ideas. I mean, he's a businessman, and like you know, if we maybe just took his advice and ran the country don't, as don't, a business, we'd it's all not be it's not even funny facetiously. I think you're on strike seven so far tonight, Chumzilla. Um, I mean, he's obviously got a superior intellect, and he understands money. Congratulations! Like, you, you don't T-Dub. declare bankruptcy because you're dumb. You were walking home with. The Rocky Marciano cufflink necklace replica that was given out to attendees of the Rocky Five premiere at the Grandma's Chinese Theater. Gentlemen, that brings us to recommendations. Uh, Chumpzilla, kick us off. Uh, well, you stole mine. It's on Tubi. Uh, I so did. Let's just it, start there. I'm not sure if it's on Tubi or not, but hey, for as much crap as it gave Sly earlier... And I think I may have recommended this before. I might have done it on the Judge Dread pod. Um, but I'm going to do it again because it's been a while. Honestly, I know we talk about these 80s action heroes and compare Sly to Arnold. And they both had a ton of great movies. And Arnold's probably had the better run of the action movies. But it is painful for t-dubs to hear this there is no probably about it arnold has never had a rocky which is fine but Uh, he's also never had had the terminator and terminator 2 but he's but he's never had for a first blood he had stay hungry uh yeah well jeff bridges first blood is a legit good movie Sly gives a great performance. It's not a shoot 'em up action movie. In fact, the body count in that movie is surprisingly low. Depending on how you view it, I don't think Sly kills more than like one or two people in the whole film. It's a great film. It does all the things this movie wanted to do, Rocky Five. Um, you've got a Vietnam vet who has come back to the country. He's got PTSD a bit. He finds out that his friends aren't doing well. He gets harassed by some local law enforcement. Like the the first Blood Rambo movie is not the shoot 'em up action superhero movie the franchise turns into. It's its own thing, um, and it holds up. To, to you know, it's it, it's a little bit dated. It's like a seventies movie, but it holds up. Uh, it's worth watching. Sorry, Se- seconded. Uh, yeah, and and Brian Dennehy is great in it. It is the dickhead, dickhead sheriff. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the movie is not; it, it does not end on like a super high note. It ends on like a downer. It's like, well, a, yeah, because it, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and watch and watch the alternative ending too, because the movie they did shoot two endings for it. Uh, watch them both. You can find the alternative ending on YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a legit good movie, and it again it does a, a lot of the things this movie hinted at, but so much better. Thank you, Chumpzilla. J-Man, what do you have for us on recommendations this week? Well, I mean, we obviously discussed a lot of Creed 1 and Creed 2. Um, I believe those are streaming right now on Amazon Prime, so I would definitely go ahead and suggest to go ahead and take a look at those because they're a great um, you know, continuation of the Rocky storyline. And Michael B. Jordan as, Donny, as Adonis Creed is absolutely incredible. Tessa Thompson is great. 
Um, Sly is amazing, obviously, um, whatnot. But um, so I'll recommend those two for sure. Um, but I recently watched Air. I was telling T-Dubs about this at work the other day. I really, really enjoyed Air. Um, it's also streaming on Amazon Prime. So, hey, Tubi, sorry, but Prime, if you want to give us that money. No. You know, I'm picking up when I'm laying down. Just, uh, just hey, hey, yo. Hey, hey, you, you just stole my recommendation that uh, Blake stole. So, Jamie, I got, I got to ask this question about Air. Hit me, brother. I think it's hilarious how much ben affleck looks like phil knight dude he crushes it right but every here's, he here's my here's my big knock on the movie every time ben Aff, or, or every time you have ben affleck as phil knight and then mm-hmm. matt damon walks into the room i'm like oh it's matt damon and ben affleck like it yeah that's it. true anytime i see those two together but, i mean it like, doesn't ruin it per se though because i mean those two are incredible like that that's yeah, a dynamic no, I, duo I, matt it, damon it, and ben affleck like, real. I, all of a sudden ben affleck stops being phil knight and he's ben affleck I'm like, oh <laughs> no, i get what you're saying affleck and it's 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 I matt damon i'm like yeah, yeah you yeah. don't you don't those get guys, that in uh uh what's the the depressing medieval one that we just watched um, the last duel. The last duel. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not quite the same dynamic. But, uh... Yeah, it's it fine. But yeah, it's, it's cracked me. I'm like, ah, oh, you looked like Phil Knight. And now you're just Ben Affleck in a, in a bad I got you. But but like, I, no, I did genuinely movie. enjoy that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Damon kills it. Ben Affleck kills it. Um, Chris Tucker is awesome. Jason Bateman rules. Viola Davis is like goaded for life. Um, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman and Marlon Wayans is in that movie for a very yeah. short period of time, but he's awesome in it too. Marlon's it's a great, great film. Yeah. I, yeah. Bateman's low key, like hilarious in that. Bateman is, uh, he, he's a gem, a gem in that movie for sure. Yeah. Again, Chris, that movie, Chris I thought Messina. it was, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that movie was whole, was, uh, just an, a really well told story. Um, and obviously shows, how marketing completely changed from in the sports world and how Nike literally took that leap of faith based on one guy who obviously ended up becoming what to many is the greatest NBA player of all time. And um, obviously that investment paid off a hundredfold and it's uh, remarkable. So, yeah, completely agree. And, and well done because I stole that from Jumpzilla before the pod and you stole it from me uh so yeah so, we should have like compared notes or something yeah we should probably should have had that conversation earlier that's okay t-dubs uh are you gonna recommend air also no so okay we're not going four for four perfect this is weird for me because i always watch a ton of movies and because legend of zelda came out and i'm obsessed with legend of zelda that's all i've been doing but uh I did take the time to rewatch the 30 for 30 about Tommy, the Duke Morrison, uh, which you can catch on ESPN plus if you have that. And it's a very sad, it's a, it's a tragic story about a guy who had all the talent in the world and kind of spoils it away through his own personal failings. And then ultimately dies because he gets sucked into uh, he he completely loses the fab of fabric of reality and it's just sad because he doesn't i met him he seemed like a nice guy and uh he was yeah. led astray by by many people in his life not his trainers his trainers seemed to genuinely care for the guy and he really could have been as trump said earlier a contender hey, if, he, uh, for, for the record 
he did get a uh, unanimous unanimous decision against George Foreman. He, he, old that, George that, Foreman, that, yes. Oh, but that was one of his first big like heavyweight. Yeah. But the the so yeah. like if you go watch his highlights and and they are there. Dude had talent, is what I'm saying. He was a good fighter. Now, did he have the chin to be a consistent heavyweight? Who knows, right? Like, uh, I love Mike Tyson, and and he didn't quite have the the guts to to bully back when he was bullied, and that's sort of the Tommy Morrison conundrum too. But uh, watch it; it's a good thirty for thirty. His story is definitely worth hearing, and it's sad. Like, I mean, bo- boxing by nature is a tragic business just like pro wrestling by nature is a tragic business yeah and uh it's it's just a story worth your time if you know people who are sick and they just don't want to accept it like you really got to fight for them to acknowledge that that something's wrong like he just didn't get treated yeah he was on the cusp of being able to to make it he'd be alive right now yeah he He got it after magic johnson he would be alive right now yeah, he just if he, did, he didn't accept the treatment. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a downer, but I mean, this movie yeah. in a way is a downer because when you watch this reflectively, it's like Sage Stallone passed away. Tommy Morrison passed away. Stallone hates this movie. Hey, hey at the end of the movie, his, his family's not in any better shape either. Well, <laughs> no, Paulie's died in the bar that he got punched out in so rocky rocky was carrying him out on his back at the end you just didn't see it just just like uh but uh, high evolutionary i'm going to see fast 10 sunday so that'll probably be my recommendation next week second recommendation don't let me catch you out on the streets if you're gonna make fun of harrison ford because it'll be like rocky five It'll be like Rocky versus Tommy Gunn in the streets. I'm just kidding. I'm, I would never like yell at a journalist. But if you're going to be an asshole and be an ageist, I, I f- have no qualms about calling out your horse shit online. Like ha- how disingenuous you are. So listener, you may not know what the thunderous wizard looks like because our cover art uh, has us all looking like various cats. But I will give you a hint. If you're out on the streets between now and June 31st and you see a tall, pale man wearing an Indiana Jones fedora, there is a 78% chance that that man is the Thunderous Wizard. So challenge him to a fight and or a trivia of Indiana Jones. uh, I don't know. I'll tell you facts. Nature. Yeah. I can uh-huh. hold my mud. That's all you need to know. Mm. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, you're and, and a downer. It, it, so it, it, it's it's mostly <laughs> contained in this like specific pouch that he's evolved to. You know what? I'm just it's better left unsaid. He's yeah. like a weird he's, he's like a weird man. It's super. like a it's it's like yeah, it's like a secondary, like it's like a little pouch. There, there's a reason, yeah. There's a reason why we call T dubs Crotinkle. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know. He's, he's sweet. Physiology. Yeah, he's sweet, but he will like show you his butthole. Oh, I'll, yeah. absolutely! <laughs> I'll always be the. He might shove that, but he might shove a quarter 
through your violate through your he might violate you with a quarter with a quarter parking meters there there you go. Go. i can't meter. even speak i'm yeah. not even drunk no but it's, it's it's like those beetles that like rear up their hind ends and like squirt the hot ass and you're just oh gonna watch God. out wow guys this is, look you're this done. is getting I'm so do- descriptive i'm doing re- my recommendation we're getting out of here oh, oh okay. Um, okay i was going to recommend air but you bastards stole it but i will say this uh, I recommended this podcast on our podcast before, and that is Smartless with Jason Bateman and uh, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, so check out Smartless, but in particular, check out the episodes with Ben Affleck uh, and Matt hmm. Damon. They're separate episodes. Um, Matt Damon. The- Matt Damon. <laughs> It's a great show. Uh, I think you guys will actually like it. And since you guys stole Air, which I second, I, I agree. It's a, it's a great film. Um, definitely check it out. I'm forced to recommend this insane Nick Cage movie that I watched this week uh, called Army of One. You can find it on Amazon Prime right now. I think that's where I got it. Um, it is the true story of Gary Faulkner, who was arrested in Afghanistan in like 2010 with a samurai sword and a pistol and some other shit. And he was on a one man mission to go find and kill Osama bin Laden. Uh, Nick Cage plays Gary Faulkner. Uh, It is awesome. You've got Russell Brand, uh, Wendy McClendon, Rain Wilson, uh, Paul Shear is in it. Um, Will Sasso is in it. It's, it's a nice. ton of fun. Uh, Nick Cage is at his Nick Cageiest. Um, so if, if you were like us and, and you love absolutely batshit crazy Nick, Nick Cage performances, uh, do not miss Army of One. I'm not going to tell you that it's a good movie, but it is supremely watchable. Uh, if nothing else, for for the Nick Cage uh, shenanigans. So, sh- show of hands here, who has seen uh, uh, Reinfeld yet? Reinfeld? No. Reinfeld. It's, it's Renfield. You, Renfield, you yeah, fucking plebeian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. I'm sure it's wonderful. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, just asking. Sorry. Bling Blake. Before we wrap it up, Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, Rummy! I know Rummy. Have you guys seen that movie where Jerry Seinfeld's a a vampire? (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure Rummy is in Army of One. Uh, You know what? There is some some stock footage of of Rummy. See, I knew it. Uh, J Man, what do you got for us? Before we head out, up the war crimes. Oh, sorry. Um, I just, no, 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 it's okay. Um, uh, today is, uh, your, you guys' 190th episode, 98th episode, which is, uh, fantastic. Um, and first of all, you guys know how big of a fan I am of your respective pod. Uh, T-Dubs and I have become very good friends over the past three years and, uh, his friendship means a lot. And, uh, I just want to tell you how honored and privileged I am every time, every time you guys invite me to come on and hang out with you guys. And I want to go ahead and give you guys the utmost congratulations on your upcoming 200th episode in a couple of weeks time as someone who, uh, was had T-Dubs on our 200th episode of the double turn, uh, just last year when we hit that mark. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a very cool feeling and 
it, it just shows dedication and you guys continuing to put out a good product. Um, you know, regardless of it only being your moms and me listening, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I, I'm clearly thank, very thank much you, kidding with that. Oof. All right. <laughs> no, but uh, in all sincerity, uh, uh, all massive good. congratulations to, to all of you. T-Dubs, Bling Blake, Chumpzilla, Captain Cash, even though he's not here. And of course, McCheese, who is a very big part of this, uh, you, you guys' um, conglomerate. Yeah. So um, just keep doing you guys' thing. And I can't wait to go ahead and see you guys celebrate another additional 100 episodes and get to 300. So congratulations, fellas. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it and all the love to you guys. Okay. Yeah, thank man. you. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Jay, man. Uh, you know, I've only been on here for, I don't know what we're going on, like 20 episodes, something like that. Not even that many probably, uh, but it's, it's pretty awesome. And, uh, and Jay, man, can you please uh, tell our listeners where they can find you and your awesome show, the double turn podcast of which we are all big fans as well. Uh, I appreciate that very much. You can, of course, find the Double Turn podcast on Instagram. I haven't been that active on Instagram because Twitter came around and I realized Twitter is a lot better of a platform for wrestling than it is on Instagram. So you can also find us at TDT Wrestling Pod. And of course, shout out to Wabam ENT. They are the homies. They are, you know, landing in the whole crew. We appreciate that. And if you're into car culture, I'm just going to mention this right now. If you're into car culture, I do have a second podcast, which I've been working very hard on uh, this past year and a half. And it's called um, Tormenting Tarmac. So if you are into car culture in any way, shape or form, or if you're into racing or things of that nature, uh, I, I do some shenanigans over there too and you can find that on instagram at tormenting tarmac and it also streams on apple spotify google Podcasts, and all those places so you are welcome to go ahead and check that out so um, nice. i'm double whammying it two two podcasts like a psychopath i don't know what's wrong with me and then hanging out with you guys watching movies i mean that where suck. do you find the time my man i'm i'm dying guys i'm legitimately dying <laughs> <laughs> j-man is overworked this guy needs a vacation Amen to uh, that, brother. Well, thanks for being here, man. We're so glad you joined us. Thank you, guys. Remember, listener, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at Bling Blake. You can find the Thunderous Wizard at Ryder TLK. Captain Cash, when he is with us and when he is not, is at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Chumpzilla can be found at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter. And Mary Cheese, if he can be found at all, can be located at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. And please don't forget to check out Wobam Entertainment at WobamEntertainment.com. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't like the show, pound sand. But be sure to like, share, and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, remember one thing. Yo, Adrian! We did it! I don't remember doing it, but we did it! But we did did we use it. a quarter? Like a parking meter. <laughs> hey, <Wow>. yo! <laughs> Stop all the downloading. Do, 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 do. We will see you next week for the final entry in our hops and franchise entry flops with X Men Origins Wolverine.